Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. This is a podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Fuck the king's guard. Fuck the city. Fuck the king. Say her name! You raped her! You murdered her! You killed her children! Say Say her name. Drinking and lust. No man can match me in these things. I am the god of jits and wine. The north remembers. We know no king, but the king in the north whose name is Stark. I don't care if he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. He's my king. From this day until his last day. The next time we see each other, we'll talk about him. Have you ever considered learning how to fly every now and then? Just a bit. I'm not going to swear an oath I can't uphold. Talk about my father if you want. Tell me that's the aptitude that got him killed. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. Tell them winter came for house spray. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. When the snows fall and the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers Game of Thrones cocktail special. That's right. We have waited patiently for two years for Game of Thrones to return, and it finally has. And as promised, we have a cocktail episode for it. So there's actually three cocktails, one shot. And four beers to review that go along all Game of Thrones themed, all go along with Game of Thrones. All consumed by three people. All consumed by three it's people. Gonna be a, it's going to be a late night. It's going to be a shit show. So this is <laughs> this is what we got coming up for you guys. We're going to talk about the cocktails. Then we're going to get into the episode breakdown. So this pretty much from this point on, after we go through our cocktails and stuff, if you're not caught up on the show, bye. Love you. Bye. Stop listening. <laughs> yeah, you got to go. Do yourself a, sa- a because favor. Because turn it off. Our top five this week is our top five Game of Thrones moments. Because I was sitting there and I was thinking, and I was like, if we do top five Game of Thrones episodes, we're leaving out so many other things that we may right. love. There may have been an episode that was like, yeah, it was a good episode, but damn, did it have that moment, right? So sure. when you think about Game of Thrones, you think about it in, in the series of moments and... So why would we do top five episodes? We're going to do top five moments. And let me tell you, that list was... It was hard. Grueling to get through. It was hard. I started off with over 24 moments, (laughs) and I whittled it down to 12, and then I whittled it down to like seven or eight and then today i settled on it i had my five and i was done so (laughs) it's really hard because some actually link with other ones too yeah absolutely yeah and 
I don't know if I want to keep them on the honorable mention list instead. Right. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's rough, man. So we got these cocktails that we're going to go through. We're going to do this up front so people who just want cocktail recipes can can get them. Uh, So we have three different cocktails. One that is themed for the Lannisters. One that is themed for the Targaryens. (laughs) And then we got one that is themed for the Starks. And then our shot is the Undead Dragon. It is our White Walker shot. So we're going to do the Undead Dragon first. We're going to get this shot out of the way. So what the Undead Dragon is. This is... One scoop of vanilla bean ice cream with one ounce of berry mixed vodka. Like, it's just berry flavored vodka. The way we've been doing layering, I was like, ah, man, it's so hard to, like, layer and pour things on top of each other without it all mixing. I took a turkey baster. And I put a turkey baster in the bottom of the drink. And it it's works. A good idea. And it works. So, it works. So I put I put about it's it's probably what equals about uh half ounce of of blue curacao. That's that's at the bottom. And then you top it with whipped cream, and then on top of the whipped cream, just for just for effect, just to complete the color palette of this, I put uh blue sugar sprinkles on the top. <laughs> so this is very Rich. very sweet. And yeah, this <laughs> yes. but it's good. So all right. Oh baby. <laughs> okay. All right. So so, so Oh boy god. So right. what do you guys think? That. What do you guys think of the undead dragon? It's good. It's, oh. Yeah. It's um God, I feel like I'm 8 years old again drinking something super sweet. See, Jay, I bet I, you you haven't had that much wow. cream in your mouth since you were working at Little Fingers <laughs> <Jesus>. Brothel. <laughs> it's um it's it's very strong. Yes. Sweet yeah. wise and alcohol content wise. Um, you get that at the end. You really get that alcohol flavor, but the the blue, oh, curacao, curacao, definitely hits home. Yeah, and yeah. um, and, and obviously that whipped cream finish is is just exactly what you need at the very end there. And I think it's really good. It's it's definitely a ballsy shot. It's not for uh, the faint of heart. And hey, man, mm. it's 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 blizzardy, right? It's, it is, and so, it's funny because it looks very girly, but. Y- it, it does. If a girl took this shot and she wasn't expecting this, yeah. she would totally throw it up. It's oh, like she'd uh, be dancing on the bar. What, yeah. what, what, what do the wildlings drink? The wildlings drink that that uh, that that ale that is made from. They, they drink that liqueur that, that that is made from like basically spoiled goat's milk or right. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> Uh, but it's actually delicious. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get on with Jay's Lannister cocktail. So Jay, you have the Lannister cocktail. What did you what what name did you give this? Lannister always pays its debts. All right, and uh, all right. What are the ingredients for your cocktail? It is you start off with a sugar cube at the bottom, two dashes of bitters. You mix it all up with a little dash of water in there, so it helps to, to mix up well. You add ice into a shaker. You pour in four ounces of champagne, two ounces of port wine. You swirl it all up together. Swirl it. You drain it into the glass. Uh-huh. And then you add a lemon peel garnish. for the garnish. And yeah. it's a great mixture because they drank wine constantly throughout the show. The lemon, I kind of thought, well, with the yellow hair of the right. Lannisters. And then the champagne, just because they're hoity-toity and they're yeah. very rich. It's good. Um, it is really I thought, good. Uh, I thought I, I I immediately thought of this. It just kind of came to me very organically, and I thought it was going to be a very simple. I didn't want anything crazy in there. That something way back when they wouldn't have. Like these are all natural ingredients. It's it like a very crazy. it's like a very zesty a very zesty red wine sangria. Yeah. Like it's yeah. 
But it's good. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. Excellent job, sir. All right, next cocktail is made by Lauren, and this is the Targaryen cocktail. So what is the name of your Targaryen cocktail, Lauren? So I made Blood and Fire, and this cocktail is three ounces of orange juice, an ounce of pineapple juice, one ounce of vodka, a half ounce of citrus vodka. Yeah, we used uh, Svedza Citron, which is just like a lemon vodka. Yes. And then you mix all of that together. And then Dave does his magic, and he squirts the raspberry liqueur at the bottom of the uh, drink. Turkey baster, y'all. Best way to layer. I'm telling you. And then, well, I also added in three splashes of hot sauce, but you can adjust it to your taste. And then we attempted grenadine ice cubes. Didn't work. So you can just drizzle grenadine on top of your ice cubes. Just put grenadine in it, yep. (laughs) And what do you guys think? I like it. You forgot the hot sauce. No, she no. did. She oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I definitely mentioned it. It looks like a lot of fun. So, so <laughs> right. It's it's like a screwdriver, but you definitely smell and and taste the Tabasco only a little bit though. Like not, it's not crazy. It's not killing it. It's it's like it's it's very it's very hint, but it gives it like this this almost like a burnt smoky flavor to a hmm. screwdriver, which is really interesting. And I, I I like it. Like I think that I think this is this is like a it's it's like the 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 two brunch cocktails meet right it's like a mimosa right. mixed with a bloody mary yeah yeah yeah, yeah and kind of my whole you know what i was trying to go for is to get the color and make it look you know like fire and blood yeah, yeah and, fire coming up and yeah blood right at the bottom yeah and it, it, it definitely hits home there with the look too so the I nice like part is like bit. like if really i drink good. it if i drink it like a little bit too fast like and and it, and it covers my lips you get like a little tingle from the from the hot sauce. Because yeah. <laughs> it just layers and sits right, right on top right, right. a little bit. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, that's how oil and water it's works. Nice. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I have the final cocktail. This is my Stark cocktail. It is the Dire Wolf Daiquiri. All right. So the Dire Wolf Daiquiri is one ounce of silver or white, whichever you prefer to call it, but but clear rum. One ounce of blue curacao, one half ounce of simple syrup, one half ounce of lime juice, 10 blueberries, and one cup of crushed ice. You put that into, we use, I use a magic bullet, but you put it into your blender, you blend that all together, and you pour it, and it's like a frozen daiquiri. And uh, the, the one of the reasons that like I, I made it the way it was, was I really wanted to use blue curacao in both this and the White Walker uh, drink because they are so intertwined, it yep. seems. So it's very appropriate that they would have similar ingredients for their drinks. This just doesn't have a whipped cream topping, but it could very easily if you wanted to you, do that. You could, yeah. <laughs> it is delicious and it's really well balanced. And I like the frothy mixture with the crushed ice and the blueberry. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. It's just delicious. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I loved I, I loved making this because I made it Saturday. <laughs> like, And we're recording on Monday. So I... um. I procrastinated on this, man. I was thinking of all different ways to put whiskey into something. And I remember I jokingly told Lauren, I was like, I'll just make something called the Dire Wolf Daiquiri or something like right, that. Right, right, right. And, and, and we were both like, that's lame. That is the that is the dumbest punny name that you can I know, come up you with. Were, you were like trying to avoid that name. And, <laughs> and then like are. once I made it, I was like, no, nah, this is it. This is the one. This is the one I want to do. So, and it's good. And it has the blue color. So it matches all yep, of nice our- Nice dark blue. All of our drinks, I got to say, like not only do they taste good, but they are themed appropriately. Appropriately yes. for yeah. the house that they are are named for, and uh, I think that I gave each of us 
the I assigned everybody their who they were doing. I, I didn't give Jay a choice. Like you hear <laughs> you hear how hoity toity Jay is. He hundred percent in the Game of Thrones universe would be a Lannister. Hence, I knew exactly what to make. Yeah, like, you'd be like <laughs> right. a you'd be like a lesser Lancel, like a, a lesser Lannister. You'd be like Lancel, you know. <laughs> God, what a stupid name. <laughs> and then Lauren, obviously, her favorite character is Daenerys. So I had to give her second the favorite character, but that's okay. <laughs> but I had to give her I had to give her the Targaryen cocktail, and of course, I wasn't letting well, you, Stark go. I have well, to do the Stark. You cocktail. chose Stark before you even told us what we were on, like yeah. that we were going to do this. You're like. Gonna be Stark. This is what, because this is what my, we're doing. Because my favorite characters are the direwolves. So. <laughs> and there's only two left, and we don't even see any of them anymore. I know. So sad. So sad. will be back. So sad. So that's what we got for these cocktails, guys. Uh, if you want to make them at home, I'd love it if you tried to make your own. Pick you really a, should out yeah. there. I mean, because these are really good. Yeah, pick All a three. pick a different house from from the Game of Thrones universe and make a cocktail for it. Send it to us. I'll even sweeten the deal with some some prizes from the loot chest and a digital download uh, movie as well. You get to choose the movie. So uh, if you guys, it'll be a contest. Send them to us, and by the season finale of Game of Thrones, we will. We got to send us a photo and your ingredients, and then we'll actually make it and try it ourselves, and we'll choose what you think is the best one. And then you will, for your hard-earned drink-making efforts, get a free downloadable movie, and you'll get to pick something from our our loot chest, and I'll get that stuff mailed out to you. And I just, I just really want people just to, just to take ownership of it and go and yeah. just run with it man do do what we do but do it better do it better than us yeah. <laughs> strive for greatness <laughs> achieve that iron crown <laughs> <laughs> all right so before we head over and we start to spoil the the entire season eight episode one the season premiere let's do our listener question we reached out to people on twitter and we wanted to know if you could accompany any one character through the series of Game of Thrones, who would it be and why? What I didn't tell people until they started making their responses was, we as a group here, us three, are going to decide how they die on their journey. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, take two podcast said Ed Sheeran just to see him die for that shitty cat. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't even want to... How does he die? They all get dysentery and shit themselves to death before making it back to the Westerlands. How's that? No. Oh. All these guys who are eating rabbit. No, not dysentery. Gerardia. Cause, cause, there you go. Because we know from Luca eating <laughs> eating rabbit poop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rabbits carry Gerardia. Sounds about right. So, yeah. so all these those soldiers that Arya sits down with, where where Ed Sheeran and the guy who looks a lot like Josh Groban but isn't, are, right. <laughs> are singing... <laughs> <laughs> the, they all they all die of Gerardia and shit themselves. You know to what? Death. I forgot that Ed Sheeran didn't even say anything in that scene. He just sang, he just sang. and that was it. Yeah. And then it was the guy with the lazy eye who said everything. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so Mike Seibert said he's the Bud Knight. <laughs> we don't even need to like. So I guess he would be squire to the Bud Knight. Like so, if if he because apparently Bud Knight, like this is a thing. Like Bud Knight is. Game of Thrones canon now people are saying huh. because of that Super Bowl commercial. So oh. so I I mean the mountain that rides is the one who who killed right the Bud Knight. So Gregor Clegane, we know him as a man who who pillages and rapes. So I'm sorry Mike, but as the squire to the Bud Knight, he just cuts him in half from head to crotch. Yeah, I so, think that's what so he would So either do. way, whether he's raped or he's killed with a, with with a with bifurcated by a sword, he's getting split in half. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's better. 
Someone's splitting them like what? Either way. (laughs) All right. Superfan Otter said, Bran, all the good stuff with Tyrion without being locked up under the Red Keep or crapping out the hole in a box, plus a trip to Dorne with Jamie. That does sound like fun, but there's one problem. You still have to go through the field of fire. And survive the attack. And you from totally Drogon. forgot. He totally did not mention that part. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, good luck, sir. Because something tells me you don't make it past that field of fire. Probably not. Yeah, nah. you're burnt. You you run with Bronn to the Scorpion, but as a Dothraki screamer is coming, Bronn grabs Bron- him and throws him in front. <laughs> yeah, Bronn is pushing you in his way yeah, so that he you knows what's get coming. hit. Because yeah. we saw in that scene, Braun is grabbing like Lannister soldiers, yeah. and he's like, yeah, you take the hit, not me. Yep. <laughs> All right. Sippin' Sisters Pod said, Brienne, she's just so much. <laughs> and that's that's great. And and what I took away from this was, if you get to hang out with Brienne, that means you get to hang out with Pod. So me and Jay both need to know, what did he do with those girls in the brothel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, With that big schwanz of his. Yeah. (laughs) So how do they die? Uh, So so how does this person who hangs out with Brienne and Pod die? After Brienne's fight with the Hound in the Vale of Arryn, Mm -hmm. as Brienne's leaving, we know that that should be right around the same time that Tyrion's Stone Crows and and Moon Brothers should be coming back from King's Landing. And we know that Shaga has two axes. Shaga likes axes. Shaga likes axes. Yep. (laughs) So this, so Sip and Sisters Pod will run afoul of Shaga and his two axes. <laughs> I do hope your savages are going to be of some use, otherwise we wasted good steel on them. The great hairy one insisted he must have two battle axes, heavy black steel, double sided. Shaga likes axes. <laughs> uh, all right. Drew, over at the Real Feels podcast, said it's a toss-up between Tyrion and Arya. And, I, and, and so I said, like, in, in one way, you get to travel across the narrow sea in a box pushing your shit out of a tiny hole. Or the other, you get to endure faceless man training. So Drew decided he was going to go with faceless man training. And I figure he's not, frustrating. He's not going to last very long against no, the wave. He, so. also, no. he also goes blind like Arya, but... Instead of instead of like the the but the, Arya's the, stick, the trained one, right? right? Instead of the <laughs> he's stick, just joining Arya. Instead of the stick fight in the street, the the waif just like remember that scene where she's like running along the wall and she just drops down yeah. on top of Arya. She does that, but with her bow staff in her hand and just brains <laughs> Drew right in the back of the head, and he's done. <laughs> because I don't think anyone else can get through uh, bl- uh, faceless man training like Arya could right that's true all right Ziggy said Aya for sure the most individual journey so we have to come up with a different way oh uh Ziggy is with Aya as she meets Nymeria but the rest of the wolf pack don't Uh, care (laughs) yeah because they're hungry yeah and I mean Nymeria already said you can't eat this one you can have that one guys David Balfour said ghost Congratulations, sir. That's the right answer. You live. (laughs) Ghost is still alive, so you get to live. (laughs) And apparently not in a lot of scenes, so Yeah, so you have a better better chance of just living now. Brad at Brad Kitchenator said Tyrion. 
for good wine, conversation, and oh yeah, he's married. So did he say wine? And uh, unfortunately, you get to hang out with Tyrion. You get to be the god of tits and wine, and you get to drink and know things until you take a journey across the narrow sea. And Varys only has so many hands to handle so much shit to throw overboard. And unfortunately, you wind up dying from a vitamin C deficiency. <laughs> Scurvy takes you. Uh, so when they get, so when they get to uh, Malario, uh, Valerio's palace. Uh, <laughs> when they get there, they open up the boxes and Tyrion like gets out and you know he stretches and he's like, oh god, you know, narrow sea sucks. Oh, vomit, wine all over the ground. And then they open up Brad's box and Brad's dead. <laughs> 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 everyone, everyone forgot about him. <laughs> so, so Game of Thrones is a cruel world, unfortunately. It is. Jay, who would you like to travel with? Probably the Hound. Fair enough. That's a rough life, man. But then again, it's rough, but I feel like you've had plenty of training of being belittled by your better because of your father. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like I can get away with being his bitch, and I know I would survive. Yeah, it's just, you know? just just do what the man says. He's just good do at, what he says. Uh, he's good at fighting. Just stand behind him. Hey, I learned the same thing. Lauren, who would you travel with? I would be traveling with Aya. Only when she's like doing stupid shit, like you know the faceless man training. I'm just hanging out in the you know in on the bay or something until she's ready to go back. I would choose Sam Tarley. Okay. Sam always knows where the safe spot is to hide, number one. Number two, he's smart. So he he, he knows how to survive things. And he is Sam the Slayer. He did kill the first White Walker. You guys would have good but conversations. The only <laughs> issue with Sam is Sam steps up and slays the White Walker because no one else is around there. He's the there. first one, technically. I feel like yeah, but I just embrace Gilly the whole time. I feel and then like look at her and go, oh, that's right. You're not right in the head, right? <laughs> But I just feel like now you're doing all the fighting for Sam. I would, yeah. I would never let Sam build up courage. I mean, I wouldn't be like Jon Snow brave, but I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I guess I have to. Like Lord Commander <laughs> Ed brave, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 maybe Davos brave is who I, I think like that's, okay. that's the type of character I would be. I could see myself as a Davos. This is Jon Snow. <laughs> he's king he, of the North. He's king of the North. <laughs> yeah. That's that. That's it. <laughs> done <laughs> davos is one of my favorite characters yeah, all right fun let's get out of here and let's move over and let's spoil the ever loving shit out of season eight episode one winterfell i can't stress this enough two years it took two years to two get to here. Two goddamn years. Season eight, episode one, Winterfell. And I got to say, as much as I disliked waiting this long, I feel like it was worth it. Like, I don't yeah. I, I don't know if you guys stepped on your social medias. You say that now, Dave, because we're here. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but, but what I said, like, like I, I don't know if you, like, did you guys step on your social medias at all yesterday, last night after it premiered and this morning? That's all I saw. That's all I saw. It was yeah. Game of Thrones. I'm telling you, Game so of Thrones, Tiger first, Woods. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah. Tiger Woods for you, not, and a, not for uh, us. And unfortunately, Notre Dame <laughs> no, I, I, fire. But right I know. that was it. The three things. So uh, the second I saw Notre Dame was on fire, I was like, Cersei's at it again. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> she just keeps true. burning down religious, religious. <laughs> God damn you, Cersei! <laughs> you know, religious, religious it's buildings. Crazy. You know, burn them all. <laughs> Uh, no, but that that is sad. And what I was thinking, like as that was burning, like uh, Notre Dame was 
was built in the 12th century. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like, dude, 900 years old. When 900 years old, you be look as good. You will not. And like the whole thing. This is a massive catastrophe. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Lauren was telling Sad. me like, uh, like apparently Jesus's uh, crown of thorns was burned in one of the, in one no, of the a, spires. a piece of the crown of thorns, not the entire crown. A piece of it apparently was burned in a couple of other artifacts. So they say. May have been lost. They're not positive, but may have been lost. But yeah, two out of two thirds of the, the roof. Bu- just the building of the cell. Yeah, yeah two thirds like, of the roof and the, then one the of detail. the uh, pillars. Yeah, fell. Anyway, anyway, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Something more important at this point. <laughs> Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, so, it, it, dude, it it's literally, I, I think it's gone past the point where like this is a big deal for a lot of people yes and it's a big deal for just about everyone it seems like at this point at least not everyone, everyone but everyone i across know. the globe yeah everyone that matters it's a big yes. deal it's a big, it's a big deal it's a big, to the point where like we had someone over our house who was like yeah i don't like game of thrones and i'm like why well, why right and it's like but oh. some people can't do tv like this That's like true. i know my family can't they actually talked about it like yeah we thought about watching it. i'm like look each one of you do not would not like this at all it's because they're wrenching they they don't <laughs> They don't dedicate any kind of time into TV or movies. They barely can get through a movie. And the TV show, it's like a CBS thing. It's got to be open and done by the episode. You know? See, right, right, right. See, but like, like my dad, I know my dad, if he started watching this, he's in. Like, he's in. By at least the end of episode two or three, my dad's in. Because this has the same level of political intrigue that a West Wing has. Yeah. Yeah. But also, your dad stopped watching Criminal Minds because it got too gory and bloody oh, and true. gross. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, stuff yeah. bloody. Oh, my dad was he in the war? No, <laughs> no. My dad's in the war. My dad's just a human being, and like wow, that's, a, that's a legitimate question. When he sees things the like Vietnam that on TV, war, he was he was at age. No, my dad's my dad's empathetic, is what I would say. So like okay. when he sees stuff like that, he feels something. About I don't it. think he would like Game of Thrones. Yeah, but I, I think he should give it a shot. Anyway, I think everyone should give it a shot. But if you're still listening, then you know that we're spoiling the ever loving shit out of this episode. Yes. So let's just let's just jump right in from the first from second. The- beginning because i know what and i was thinking you know as soon as that entry started i'm like oh god i'm gonna miss this 10 15 minute long entrance i'm gonna miss this because this is the one thing we always used to make fun about you know what can you do during the uh during the opening credits of game of thrones yeah what is all you can get done? Completely different. Instead of showing the entire globe, instead of going bouncing around oh, stuff like that, so cool. there was only three places that they really went to. They went to King's Landing, but they got so deep and intricate into it. Like they yeah. they, they, they they went up the spiral staircase that goes up the spire that's at the King's Landing. Was, right? They they show and Winterfell knew, and they go down. And, and like, I knew it was King's Landing, <laughs> and you didn't. You guessed something else. And I'm like, I no, said that's... I said Dragonstone because they showed a big right. A big, I'm a like, big nope, head. that's totally the Red Keep, and I was yeah. right. And and but what what it was was when they showed the dragon's head in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, Balerion the Black. It's it's his skull from from Aegon's conquerors, uh, from from Aegon's conquest. And back I in had the day. to remind Dave that yeah. in their dungeon they keep his skull. But what's what was really cool was like we see we see Winterfell and like we see Winterfell like we've never seen it in yeah. the opening. Like they go deep inside of it and i think like it, it's almost like this representation of like we're no longer voyeurs looking from the outside now we're now in the store we're now in there and i loved it because the first thing it shows was the piece of the wall 
that was, it was blown. broken. Yeah. yeah, that was blown to shit. So they showed the wall broke. Uh, that was the first thing they showed. They, they they showed East Watch by the Sea, and that the wall was blown. And then they went to the last hearth, right? Which is the Umbers, and the Umbers are the northernmost house. So when Jon Snow took over and was and and had uh, wildlings following him, especially like in the books, the Umbers hate wildlings because right. they're the ones that deal with the most wildling incursion and stuff like that so it makes sense that the white walkers will reach the last hearth first first right so and and then we move on to winterfell and we get this this glimpse of winterfell and and all of the towers and everything like that but the thing that like really struck me was we went deep into the catacombs yeah we went into into the crypts of Winterfell, which I think is going to play a massive, huge role because we've heard it two times been said in the show. Don't kick me out, but I didn't pay attention to any of the crypts. Oh my god! Oh my god! So, so I didn't even think about it. So, I swear uh, to God, I was like finishing out my phone shit before I was going to turn it off. All right. Well, here then, then here's here's I, what you're I doing. I was not Jay. even thinking about that. You're watching Game of Thrones wrong, <laughs> you have, sir. You really are. You're watching Game oh of Thrones my god. wrong. Yeah. So they go into the crypts, and we've heard two different people say throughout that that the crypts are important. Like Melisandre said to John, "We could use you at Winterfell. You you know its people, you know its layout, and you know its secret passages." And then there's there's another mention about the crypts of Winterfell by by Maester Lumen, who who tries to convince. Theon Greyjoy to escape, and he says there's secret tunnels through the crypts. Right. You can escape through there. So the crypts will play a major part. Not to mention, since season six, we've had some major scenes go on in the crypts. And you always know, if you're not a Stark, you don't belong down there. Right. Not to mention, in the books, John always says he never felt at home right. in the crypts. He doesn't feel like he belongs there. Yeah. Neither does Catelyn Stark. So uh, that, that that those are two big deals. But another big deal that I have, and like I said, we're spoiling the shit out of everything. We're going deep into a mm-hmm. lot of shit here. Who, who's kept in the crypts of Winterfell? The dead kings of winter. The dead kings. I don't think it's gonna happen. Of Dave. winter. I know, Dave. I don't think it's gonna happen. And the dead Look. is coming for them all. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. It's intriguing. It's possible. Me and you talked about this with Tolkien when the dead when the dead kings of men came to help Aragon and the rest of them fight against Saruman and the army and all that but stuff. But now does and, it work uh, like that? Like, okay, they've been dead for quite some time we now. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know, right? It's magic. Yeah, and we I, we're going to see a lot more magic this season. <laughs> you bad. know we are. Yeah. So that's so that that's it for the opening credits. Anyway, um, <laughs> one of the things that I really loved about the episode was the little boy in the beginning, as the Unsullied and the Darthraki and uh, and all of the Queen's army are marching up to North. They're going through Wintertown, and there's a little boy who's yeah. running through the crowd. He can't see over people, so he's climbing up the tree. He climbs a tree, just like Arya did. Arya in season one, episode one, did the exact same thing and right after we see that little boy climb the tree we focus on aria and the yeah thing and she's that, she's standing out in the crowd she's in the crowd and the thing that i loved about this was john passes her and doesn't notice her doesn't look down right and the hound passes her and doesn't notice her mm-hmm. and i i looked to lauren and i went she's no one yeah like that's what she's 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 no one right now she's yeah. not aya stark anymore like she's she is i mean he's like She's Aya, I I would say she, maybe she's not Aya Stark anymore. Well, she's a Stark, and that's right. it. She's not Aya, and she's also no one. It's great foreshadowing. Yeah, and also 
what's great as well is um, just the the sense of the town and the community with the little boy and just following him through the crowds and the people and just kind of getting the feel of how that is. And then just the scope of well, that military is is just epic. You got to put yourself in the mindset of these people, right? They want to see who their king of the north bent the knee to. And the dialogue right. was well done because they're walking right. in or characters are talking to each other right. little by little. Like a, a year ago, Jon Snow was named king of the north and everyone's like, this is like in the north, the north remembers. This is right. right. We, we had a king of winter before. And this is right. The north, they don't trust outsiders, right. especially people who come from down south. And, and John tells her that. Right. You have to earn it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it, like he said, it's important that they ride in together. Right. And, and they get to Winterfell and a moment that I loved and I feel like we're, we're robbed of it because we wanted to have more emotion, but it can't because Bran's dead. Yeah. Bran doesn't exist anymore. Only the three-eyed raven does. So uh, John sees Bran and he goes up to him. He he doesn't just embrace him. He kisses him on the forehead. Right, he's right, so right. happy that he's there. Um, and and you know he's just happy to see him. But Bran is just he just looks at him and he's like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> You're here. We're gonna talk later, bro. We'll talk later. Yeah, good. It's a thing. Whatever. Um, and, but of course, Sansa. Queen Bee now. Oh, I loved it. I do. Yeah, she she gives the stink eye to Daenerys. And I kept thinking of this she line. She killed it this episode, yeah. While, while they were showing her, I kept thinking of this line that happened in season seven. John is talking to Tyrion, and Tyrion says, you know, Sansa's smarter than she lets on. And, and he says, she's starting to let on. Right. Like, like she's starting to figure out who she is and, mm-hmm. and what she is and what she can mean to And not be so passive and just speak for herself. And yeah. one of my favorite parts in that scene was Daenerys comes down, she gets introduced to uh, Sansa, and she starts complimenting the North, and then she's right. like, you're beautiful, and blah, 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 and Sansa just looks at her as like, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> You get a very, mm. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. A lot of good looks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. It was yeah. good. And, and- I told Dave, I'm like, this is just how two strong females, how they, what they fucking do to each other. They just, we shouldn't, but in this case, right. we should. So we, we get the scene where everyone is sitting in the Great Hall of mm-hmm. Winterfell, and we see the Northern Lords, they're not happy. They are not not ha- at all. They're not happy about the Queen. They're not happy about John relinquishing who he is. And I think it's a very important scene for John's character when he stands up and he says, like, you named me King of the North. Like, I don't care about titles. I don't care right. about crowns. I don't care about thrones. He cares about the North. I, right. And he no, he cares about people. He killed, yeah, right, the, exactly. The he but cares he does, about right, people. But he does love the North, and he wants to save the North. And in his mind, this is the way to save the North. She came here with a with with an army and dragons, and this is how. And it's something we can the North needed. The North needed right. uh, an army, but and I mean, she saved him already. But in the scene, we learn that poor, poor dumb Jon Snow, just that dumb. Boy that he is still. You know nothing, Jon Snow. He believes that Cersei will keep her word. Yeah. He is still Ned Stark. He believes that people are of their word. And he believes that... And Tyrion. Later on in the episode, yeah. he's, no, he's talking... No, later that, on, someone mentions... He's talking to Sansa. Someone mentions to Tyrion, you don't believe her, do you? And he... Yeah. It was Sansa that yeah. was like, what is what is wrong and, and with he, you? He, he, he did. Yeah. For a minute, yeah, no, exactly. Because these, because he even says it, she has something to lose. Yeah, right. Well, it's 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 the bastard boy of Winterfell and the god of tits and wine. Like they're both still, <laughs> they're both still children. 
at, 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 at that point. Like they don't, they're not seeing the greater game that's going on, but Sansa sees it. And Aya only sees it because we get the wonderful scene where she sees John in the Godswood standing in front of the weirwood tree. And Dave cries. I, this is, this, this was my cry (laughs) moment and I got robbed of my cry moment. I'll be honest. It's like, I super up up until that moment. He's like, when is John and Ari going to see each other? And when are they uh, going to see each other? This is only 10 minutes in. Yes. (laughs) I know that they see each other and she goes up and she hugs him. And I had this moment where I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) And then she's like, and, and she whispers in his ear. Don't you forget that? Like when yeah. he said, "Like I'm a star," he's like, yeah. "Don't you forget yeah. that?" And I was like, "And right, you know right, right. that's going to come back." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I know, shit, I know." Well, dude, it was the, it was my most emotional. I was scene like, for "Dude, sure. oh, my most emotional scene, hundred percent." But straight, well, because, straight B, like yeah, like, mm-hmm. like well, she just it. learned. You know, I have to stick with my family. I have to believe and but under that, trust she, my family. In, in season seven, it was Sansa who was worried that Aya would always side with John. They've always sided against everybody else. They've always right. been with each other. And then when John is is he, he's he's not siding against Sansa, but he's saying she thinks she's smarter than everyone. Yeah, because you're right. Aya the shuts that, of that shit camera. down yep. and says like she's the smartest person I know. Like hands down, no joking, yeah. no anything else. We're not we're not playing at games. Yeah. Like she's the smartest person I know, and don't you forget that you're a Stark. And that's saying something, right? I, and it's uh, it's a big deal. It's uh, a big deal. And then of course they both show each other their preciouses. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you jealous? It's too big for but, me. But but also with what Brand said earlier, you gotta get on with it. And I think that's what the show is too. There there there's no more filler anymore in these episodes and i think this was the only fear that i had in this first season or the first episode because obviously in past the first episode is a lot of filler catch up blah 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 right. dude i'll be and honest they did to some degree but they did a great job of just marriaging it all together but also progressing the storylines for the characters we, and the overall story right and obviously we all knew they were going to progress the storylines right now this I, far I I thought that John learning who he was would come episode two, episode three, maybe after the Night King was dealt nope. with. Uh, they don't wait, man. They don't fucking wait. Like I, which and, there's a lot of things that could happen with that. So let's talk about Bran a little bit, right? Um, Bran has that. I was so happy with his the character. creeper of creeps. Yeah. yeah. So he's the. Yeah. But they finally found the perfect way to use him yeah so I yeah you know, i loved when so well i loved when him and sam were talking and he tells sam that like you're more his brother now than i am right like brand knows that like as far as emotion goes he's got none and it's mm-hmm. it's gone and right he can't speak to somebody on an emotional level mm-hmm. so the person who goes and tells john who is pure emotion i would say like he is he is fucking id to the max like he just reacts to to everything um and he reacts honorably but it that that's not always the best way that scene with sam and john in the crypts and he tells them who he is but it they it's weird because you would expect that to be a big moment right but the big moment wasn't that sam told him that he is Aegon Targaryen the sixth of his name. Right. 
It's that the person you're backing also killed my father and my brother. And he just found out a couple hours ago right. before yeah. this meeting. And the person you're backing may not be as sane as you think they are. Right. And and he mentions, John, you gave up your crown for the greater good to save the North. How can this be for the greater good? The greater good. Shut it! Do you the think greater she's, good. Do you think she's Don't say the greater good the, around me. Sure, I immediately I know, splashed the hot fuzz. The greater good. But in the end, it's like, will she do that for you? No. Absolutely fucking not. This woman has literally thought of nothing but the Iron Throne since, since the minute she one, gave yeah. birth to Dra- No, which, I guess since the minute Viser- uh, Viserys, Viserys died. died yeah. yeah. Which yeah. also ties in with Sansa asking John, did you do it? Because you thought she's the best leader. It's true. Or that you're in love. Right. And it, this episode love could be clouding his judgment, um, at least of her character. She knows. Overall. Right, right, right. Yeah. This episode did so much to set up the rest of the story for this season. That's why I was so impressed with this episode. It, it, I mean, it, really. fit, it fit a lot into its hour and 10 minute runtime that it had. Uh, it, 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 honestly, with how much they fit in, they killed it. But as far as like, was this like the best episode of all time? No, no. no. But, but, but what for an this, episode one even, after two years? Yeah. I thought it, they they really did a good job, and actually sprinkling in some com- um, comedic moments, yeah. And, yeah. and zingers oh, in there. Dude, so so right. that was a lot of fun. So as soon as like Sam is having that meeting with John in the crypts, I looked to Lauren and I said, "I told you last season when she burned the Tarleys that this was going to be a big deal. That is the moment that she showed that touch of madness." That resonates with us because we didn't blink an eye when she crucified hundreds of masters because right. the masters killed children and right, we, don't, right. we don't like child killers. Yeah, crucify them. We don't care when she burned the masters and she stole the unsullied. Yeah, they're dirty slavers. This is America. We fought a war over <laughs> slavery. Burn them. We don't care. But then we got to Westeros. And we see people who are, we see a guy who, he's a jackass to his son, but he's still an honorable man who upholds at least justice. He's very, he's very much a a rougher version of like a Ned Stark where he upholds justice in the Seven Kingdoms and, and he's loyal and he gets burned for being noble and for being loyal. Right. And a son along with that who doesn't even uphold his father's ideals but wants to honor his father. To, right, exactly. Yeah. Is burned along with them and we know that Tyrion who is a person who is empathetic at the least is begging her not, not to, to do, do this. Right. And she still did it. How how sad was it when so Daenerys says, "Oh, you're you're Sam." Sam, I kind of respected her or, for that. I, I no, respected no, I, her for saying, her, like, but I'm. But then he was like, Sam's like, oh, well, I guess now that dad's gone, my brother will be there. No, I burned him oh, too. Oh, no, I burned him too. Like, motherfucker. But what a scene, dude. Like, and it was a scene. And at that it moment, was a scene like, I don't think we expected to see. But like, right? it's weird because it's like, um, it's like Sam's like, I get it. Dad's a dick. And you right, have to right. burn dad. Dad's a dick. But, you know, Dickon's not that bad. You know, he, he may not have always had yeah. my back, but Dickon's not dad. And right. He, he's no, honorable. I, bur- I burned him too. And it's like, to, well, to a fall, fucking shit. You know, and, and, and he, he, he reacted as little as he could. And, and dude, kudos to, to, to Sam in yeah. acting there because like, 
he acted with his with his with his face, with his emotions, with his body right, language, right, right. and not with and his, his words voice. and his voice too. Right. Yeah, it yeah. was just the way it cr- uh, cracked a little bit here and there. Such and, um, such a good, but the dialogue, but also and then following up with the scene with John that we already talked about, and how that played and tied in together, and he knew that he had to do it and had to just do it continuously. He can't. We couldn't wait any longer. He needed to get it off his chest right. because. Especially after getting that news. Especially after getting he that news, to, right? Yeah. Well, he and had the conversation. He had the conversation with Brand prior to that, yeah. right? And then he he heard that news, and it was like that solidified his moment sure. of like I'm going to the, to John, and I'm telling him who he is, what he is, and what he can be, where he shouldn't be, and, and what he can stop. He deserves that. He's the heir, right? He, but John he, also now has a choice. John, who just said at the beginning of the episode, I never wanted a crown. I never wanted a throne. You put that upon me. I only want to save lives is now being told you are the person. But it is yours. It's yours. So he has to make a choice now, a choice we don't know whether he comes to a conclusion to or not, whether he is going. he, He pretty much is put in a position where he has to use Daenerys now. He's going to have to use her to defeat the undead and then either stand with her or against her after that battle's over. And we're not going to get a resolution to this to this. To this drop until until after the undead are dealt with. Yeah, yeah. I think the next episode you're just going to see him acting a little bit more cold shouldery. We'll talk with about her. The, we'll and talk she's about not going to know what's going on yet, and then it's going to get resolved a little bit later. We'll on, talk but. about the preview for the next episode when we get there. There's uh one, two other things I really want to touch on. The next one, is, actually, I guess I, we'll, we'll we'll go with three. The next one is Bronn. In the brothel. Yeah. Saw our first butthole in Game of Thrones, I'm pretty sure. Dave, that's what Dave thinks. I didn't, I wasn't looking in that she, direction. That, that girl had no butt cheeks. So when there's no butt cheeks, you see butthole. It's what happens. So, uh, but anyway. I guess if that's what you're focusing on. <laughs> or at least she wasn't clenched. I'm a, I'm a butt man. I check out butts. What do you want? Don't worry. Yours is still better. So don't get, don't get butt hurt over it. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Braun is now in a precarious position, right? Because right. everyone loves Braun, right? Like, we all love Braun. We sure, all like, sure. oh, Braun hangs out with the god of tits and wine. And he also goes with Jamie to Dorn. And he has these great adventures. And he's charismatic. And we love him. He's now tasked with killing two p- p- favorite characters now. Yep. He and he knows kill. that he kind of has to do it because otherwise Cersei would. It doesn't matter whether he has to do it. He has to do it because he's a man who loves gold. Right. And he's that, being offered a lot too. of gold to that do too. it. That too. And he is a sell sword and that's what he is to his core. And But I like that. I like that like everyone's like, oh, I love Bronn. You know, we've kept him around in the show long after his right. story's done in the books. We've kept him in the show. And and it's like, everyone's like, yeah, that's why that's why we love Bronn and stuff like that. And they're like, no, fuck it. You're going to hate Bronn now because Bronn will be the deceptive sword. Because he has to be the guy who the, kills them, yeah. yeah. Against the Lannister brothers. Do you think it's really going to happen? Who knows? I don't yeah. know. But the intrigue is set there. and It is set there. But I, and I'm, he's certainly a deceptive bastard. So mm-hmm. I fully expect him to go to Winterfell as well to pose as a man who's going to fight alongside of them and no, I, possibly turn on them. I agree. But I think when I feel like it's going to be one of those things when the moment comes, he's going to turn and save them instead of killing them. You hope that because you like the character, Jay. But he already did it with the dragon. You know, the dragon was about to kill Jamie, and he... Jumped and saved them, and, and he and saved the guy who no. promised him gold. He saved his paycheck, Jay. Yeah. Okay. 
Well said. That's what he That's did. That's a good point. Good point. He saved his paycheck. What did he say when I he dragged him wrong. out of the water? I, you know what? This no one be... kills you unless I kill you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So guess who's being sent I to kill Jamie type. now? I am that naive guy, I guess. Yeah. Guess who's being sent to kill Jamie now? The man who said no one can kill you unless I kill you. Yeah. Now he's being told that it wasn't yeah. Cersei who took away your your uh, your kingdom and your wife. It was it was Jamie. Right. Jamie did and it. And you know she means business when he, she gives him the crossbow. It's rough. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the crossbow that killed Tywin Lannister. I know. Yep. I know. It's a big deal. Oof. Uh, so that scene, the next scene I want to discuss is Bran says midway through the episode or so when he says to Sam, when Sam's like, what are you doing out here in the cold? I'm waiting for an old friend. Right. We're all left wondering like who that old friend is. And then towards the end of the episode, we get a cloaked figure riding through Wintertown, riding on the road to Winterfell, goes through the Winterfell gates. Jumps off his horse, pulls the hood back, and it's Jamie. And Jamie, Beard Jamie. Yeah, oh, I'm so happy that beard's back. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; that's like Captain America with his beard. I mean, it's just he's sexier with it. Um, and he looks at Bran, and the look of shock on Jamie's face. I know, <laughs> motherfucker! Complete, I thought you would have been dead by now. Beard. But like the, the the super cool thing was that like Bran knew he was coming. Bran doesn't see the future. Remember, Bran can only see the present and what has what has passed right through his use of the uh weirwood wide net um so his th- that's his www weirwood <laughs> net <laughs> weirwood wide net um so he's using it and he sees that that jamie's coming there the, the weird thing is like i think you know some people may think like oh man like that that's gonna be rough on him like J- like he's gonna like rip jamie a new one or might say mm-hmm. something to somebody nope not if you were following the show and you yep. found out brand's not brand anymore brand and he has no feelings brand no has even said like being thrown out of that window might be the best thing that ever happened to him might have yes. been might it's have been the what thing made that him into everyone. the third eye raven yeah exactly so like that he's gotten over it I don't think he's joking when he says I'm waiting for an old friend. Like I think he means he means I think it. it's a dry dry sarcasm. I think yeah. that's really what it was. I think that's what Bran has. I think yeah, that's really what it is. He's very But it's sarcastic. really within himself. It's right. like for him because no one else would understand what it is. Then, or for us, the viewer. But Bran at this point is he might be my new favorite character if they keep it up right now with this the way ex- they use him in this episode. I love Bran is now like on the spectrum, right? Like he's well, I mean uh, yeah to them to them yeah to them yeah and I, I mean i've always said this like you when 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 a dire wolf dies so does the stark that they that that adopted that star uh, that, that dire wolf so you know lady is the first dire wolf to die and the little girl that was senza takes a while but she eventually takes a long time. She eventually dies. You know, Sansa's not Sansa anymore. Arya goes on. Uh, you know, Arya's not even Arya. Right. All right. Right. Aya goes on her journey. Her her journey starts after Nymira leaves, but Nymira's still alive. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're both different people. When they met again last season, she said, "No, that's not you anymore." Which calls back to to Aya when she said when 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 uh she was talking to Ned Stark and it was like no that's not you or when she said to Ned that's not me I'm not a lady I'm not this I'm not that and then you know obviously Rickon's wolf we see its head Rickon dies right after it mm-hmm. um when Grey Wolf Grey Wolf actually dies just before Rob dies right in in the pen so when uh, and, and then Summer is killed underneath the weirwood tree with the three-eyed raven and suddenly, next time we see Bran, he's either in a weirwood coma or 
he is pretty much emotionally dead. Right. Bran's gone. So every time a a, 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 a dire wolf dies, so does the Stark that, that owned that dire wolf. Final thing to, to, to discuss. John flies a dragon, y'all. In episode one. Episode one. Of season eight, he, he flies ride, a dragon. He rides Rhaegal, who is named for his father, mm-hmm. Rhaegal. And uh, then he makes out with Daenerys in front of a waterfall, which reminded me a lot of when he was with Ygritte it did. in the cave. It did. Uh, Especially and when she says, keep me warm. It's, it's where he takes all his first dates now. Yeah. I know. It's the key. And like the, <laughs> the dragon was totally like, sup, bro? Go for it, man. It was so funny, though. It was. It was fan service. That whole sequence was silly, silly fan service. I actually didn't Um, like this scene. I know you didn't. I I just, it it is what it is. But also, for who he was, it it was only a matter of time he was going to get onto the dragon. I always thought that that him riding a dragon for the first time would happen in a moment of like, fuck it, I got nothing else to do, we're losing the battle, I'm going to ride that fucking dragon, and I'm going to burn shit to the ground. But also, Dave, this is- And we can all go, woo! He did it. He did it. Instead, it happens in this moment of like, but okay, it's, I'll but this do it. Is, but think about it. This is probably the last romantic time you're going to see the two of them together. Probably, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's another reason they wanted yeah. to give the fans another little sequence where like, oh, uh, the cute couple. You've ruined and horses now, for me. Over. <laughs> I did like that line. You've ruined horses for me. Yeah. Uh, where do I well, hold again, on? There is some funny little uh, lines. You know? Where do I hold on? Anywhere you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do if he doesn't want me to ride him? Then it was nice having your company, yeah. John Snow. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, but at the same time, I felt like uh, I did feel like that was just fan service and they did it solely for that. And that's yeah. why it existed. Pretty much. Pretty yeah, much. It was. Uh, it was a beautiful send off. It something. wasn't enough to make me hate the episode or anything no. like that. Oh, no. It's nothing like and that. It's really but... like the only moment that I didn't like. It was like, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, you didn't really care about Cersei scenes either because. It's true. We didn't even touch on those. Yeah. Um, you know, <sighs> Cersei being super disappointed that elephants <laughs> did not come to Westeros. Was a big deal. Was a big yeah. deal. It was yeah. kind of funny. So here's the thing. Um, uh, laws were passed in many countries uh, in the past couple of years. Elephants cannot act on television. So if you want to use a practical elephant, good luck. Yeah. Uh, if you want to I use think this, the last one was water for elephants, yeah. right? Yeah. So if so, you want to use yeah. a CGI elephant, you had to choose for Jon Snow not to ride the dragon this episode yeah. if you wanted CGI elephants. Just get rid of the elephants. Right, right. But can I just say the the one thing that I'm super disappointed about, hands down, so disappointed about. I went all of season seven without seeing Ghost. And now I had to go through the first episode of season eight. No ghost. And no ghost. They he returns to, to Winterfell. Riding the dragon thing in there. So. He kisses Bran on the forehead. He embraces Sansa. You know, he sees Aya again. Aya sees freaking Gendry again. And there was that little look that was like, oh, what's up? With her and Gendry. Right. A little uh, bit. A little, oh, bit. A little bit. But there was no like. They are the same age, right? Oh, seven hells, ghost. Come here, boy. There was none of that. There was none of that. Give me a fucking dire wolf, you fucks. Jesus Christ. I haven't seen him do anything cool since season four when he fought off the wildlings. Just wait, Dave. It'll come. 
So, I mean, that that bothered me, not getting Ghost. Uh, but, yeah, I touched on a little bit, but that scene with Aya and the Hound was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Where he's it, it a little was, underwhelmed. You thought the Hound was going to I thought, a little more. I thought he I'm would hug like, her. I'm just like, dude, there's no way. It's the Hound. But, he, and- but there was still a very clear look of, like, we're, we're, like it's basically a congratulations, you lived, but it's also You're like, a cold bitch. I'm That's proud what of he you. Called her. No, it was very much like a proud. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was, no, it was I, a little too short. I was not I liked feeling it. it. I don't think they quite nailed it. Because their moment's still coming, Jack. Right. Okay. Their moment's still coming. Okay. Uh, and holding on for there's that. very many more moments coming between Aya and Gendry. Because that moment where... Oh, yeah, yeah. She looks back at him. That That's that she, moment, right? She turns back and she gives... But he's it. also going to make her one hell of a weapon. They, they, he is. And, and me and Lauren were trying to figure out this weapon. Does does it separate and she... Do you have to manually separate it? Or, or is there it, going to be like a little... A mechanism where she can fire yeah, a, a little spear? Button where you I can, thought it was um, a mechanism thing. That's what yeah. I thought too. That's what I kind of... That's the vibe I got from it. Right. So where she can have multiple dragon glass spearheads fired off from one from one staff and then load up another spearhead and fire it off again. I love her right. so much. God, she's but no that that <laughs> moment with Gendry favorite. we got about thirty seconds of them being like they were in season two. Yeah. You remember when he was like he's like, so you're a lady? He's like, I've been pissing in front of you. Yeah. He's like, I should have been calling you my lady my whole time. I am not a lady. <laughs> you know, and they have this like cute back and forth in right. season two. They do it again here for about like thirty seconds, and then she gets she she allows herself that moment to fall into it, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Here's here's my drawing. Can you make it?" And then he's yeah, and then she walks away. But as she walks away, there's a little extra spring in her step, and mm-hmm. then she turns around, looks at him, and then spins another time and walks away. Yeah. Yep, L- little little girly step. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, like this little little, little like, butterflies in her right. stomach or something. Yeah, you know? like she's. Yeah. At least at the very least, you can say, like, she's surprised he's there. And at the most, you can say romantic. She's very happy that he's there. Yeah. Well, I think they aren't they of age now. Oh, they both would be. Yeah. Yeah. The, and at least they're in supposed the sh- to be around the same age. In the too. showtime. In the showtime. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, they're both old anyway. Yeah. So, in, I mean, they're in, like 20 anyway, in, probably. In but book time, if we were talking about books, Gendry sure. would be maybe a year or two younger than Jon Snow. Uh, Aya would be a. About eight or nine years old. So we're talking about four or five years difference in age. But at this point where the show has progressed them, I'd say... It's perfectly uh, fine from the beginning together. Yeah, for, for this universe... she does seem a lot younger than him as far as the context of right. this world and the story. Right. And, and, you know, the actress alone, she's she's just going to look young for a long right. time For anyway. this universe, yeah, we're fine. We're good. Yeah. We, yeah. The extent they're going to do is have a kiss. Like, come on, people. I don't know. I um, we'll get to. I know. You know. Honestly, there's so much, so much left. Yeah, so much left. All right. So finally, after the the all the stuff that we've discussed, we do find out that even though we watched trailers and we knew that Tormund Giantsbane and Barak Dondarrion survived, they go to Last Hearth, where we heard, yep. where we heard little Umber, little Lord Umber, say that he needed more wagons and he needed to get his people there. They sent him off to the Last Hearth. To collect the rest of his 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 men and his people and bring them to Winterfell. And we get there and it's a it's a little empty. And a little, little, little yeah. bloody. So they get there and everyone's gone. It's a ghost town. Yep. And of course, they also sent a raven to to 
Castle Black to have all the Knights watch. Come to Winterfell. Yeah, right. Come to Winterfell because what's the point of holding castles when the wall is already gone? Right. So they're on their way down too. And of course, they also run into Beric and Tormund Giants Bane, Lord Ed, the commander of the Night's Watch, runs into them in the last hearth. His eyes are blue. They've always been blue. <laughs> They've always been blue. I did love that line. <laughs> They've always been blue. <laughs> oh, shit. And we know that the whole reason that Tormund's really going is for Brienne, right? I mean, totally. He's got to <laughs> get back to his woman. He's uh, in love. She would pick it. She would pick it. She would pick her teeth with your bones. So you have met her. <laughs> We would make glorious. He might children. be more in love with her than any other. I feel characters like uh, that's anybody. the reunion. Those scenes uh, I've been waiting for is I them agree. too, right that's there. That's gonna be so much fun. I love that. We didn't get Brienne in this episode, by the way, guys. She we, was there. She's we there. only got a clip of her next to Pod. Pod. Yeah, because we saw Pod and she was standing next to Pod, and that was it. But that's okay. We got time for that. Jamie just got to Winterfell. And we know that her story is very tied emotionally right. to Jamie. So and they'll be getting into that yeah. as well. So uh, anyway, they they go into the the main hall of Last Hearth, and they see one of those awesome White Walker symbols made out of body parts, which <laughs> are very similar to the Children of the Forest symbols that we see throughout the series right. and stuff like that. But they always make them out of body parts, so it's kind of like you know homage to the people who created them. But you know. They have to do it to to the nth degree and make it super bloody and gross. And then the the little boy, like I, I love in mid like sentence, uh, it's Barrack talking. Yeah, and like behind him, the the, <laughs> the little boy opens his eyes and starts screaming. <laughs> and they burn him, and we're we're just kind of like left with this feeling that like not only are they coming, it's freaky as shit, but they've already been there. Like they've yeah. already freaky as shit. They've already they've already made their first strike, and we didn't even see it coming. We didn't even see it happen. It's yeah, and dumb. now we have to. Now they have to get ahead. Yep. So previews them. previews for the next episode were uh, a lot of people getting ready on the ramparts of Winterfell, right? Preparing for what is coming. And that's pretty much the extent of what I got from it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I still think that the next episode, we may not get a full battle, but it might end. Right. That's with how that, it's going to end. It might end with that shot in the trailer that we saw of the undead horse hooves like landing about about like four or five hundred yards outside of Winterfell. Maybe we we hear a dragon scream in we the background. Might. Or like the first strike. Like, you know, the first Something. move. Right. Right. But um, it, we're, we're still on track for my prediction that episode three is the big is undead the big battle. battle, yeah. And guess who the director is? Battle of the Bastards. Nice. Exactly. So uh, that's what I'm thinking. Um, we th- A few things we didn't touch on, but we can touch on them just like real quick. We know that when we left Theon Greyjoy in mm-hmm. season seven, he said he was going to go rescue Yara. That was quick. That was quick. That yeah. shit happened. Jay pointed out that there was an awesome Philadelphia cameo in that scene. Oh, was there? Rob McElhenney. Was he in there? He was. Oh, that's he was, right. That's right. He was that's on the silence, yeah. and yes. he was the guy that took an arrow to the yes, back of the head yes, through yes. his eye. That was Rob McElhenney. Of it's pretty cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So cool. So yeah. cool. I mean, it was one of those things where as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. But you could barely tell. Yeah. You could right. barely tell. So much good makeup on Just that. a few frames. So. Sure, sure. Right. So it was very quick. So, yeah, it was Rob McElhenney from... Um, it's, it's always, always sunny, sunny in Philadelphia and, you know, yeah, uh, local for us. Uh, and then but people, I mean, he's beloved. I mean, he probably has oh a God. shitload of friends out there. Absolutely. He's kind of like um, the Seth MacFarlane, you know, type. <laughs> we're like, okay, right. you know, he has so much 
power and money from his own personal show that he doesn't need to fuck with right. like all the people the hooty toities over in LA but he just, he just goes has the friends just goes to make friends yeah so. right. he hosts the parties everybody <laughs> uh, <gets to> so <laughs> and then uh they rescue Yara and they're on a ship on their way back to the Iron Isles and Yara pretty much gives Theon permission to go off and fight with the Starks. Right. It was good. Which, which brings us back to that conversation that him and John had where Theon wants to do what feels right mm-hmm. and not what I guess would you would say is right or, or, or what is expected of him. He just wants to do what feels right. He wants to honor Ned. He's got a lot to make up for. Yeah. And and going and fighting and really potentially dying probably for dying. the Starks. He's totally dying. Is is what he wants to I, do. I think you know. There's with all the things when you that have he's no been through, dick, honor is all you can. Well, <laughs> is all you can get back. That too. I mean, he's he's been through the ringer in his life, and I think at this point in his life, he just wants some honor and nobility and have a noble death, and that's all he cares about right now. All right. So we've been recording this for over forty minutes. <laughs> Uh, half the length of the episode that premiered. So if there's anything that we left out that you wish we discussed, anything that you would like to reach out and talk to us about, anything you would like our opinions on, reach out to us at SuperMoviePod on Twitter. Let's take a break from the Game of Thrones season premiere and let's talk about some beers. Fuck the water. Bring me wine. Welcome back to the beer segment. So we actually have four Omegang, Omegang Game of Thrones beers to do for you guys. But before we do that, we got to drop a line to our sponsor, Blowfish. Blowfish is the only FDA-approved hangover cure. What it is, is it's two tablets that you drop into 8 to 12 ounces of water, drink that down, and your hangover starts to feel better immediately. So if you drank two beers... That were 11 and 12% while watching the Game of Thrones premiere. And then you spun it again for a second time and continued drinking. And by Monday morning, realized that you've watched the Game of Thrones season premiere <laughs> three times and drank four 10% beers. And you realize you're not going to make it to work unless you take some blowfish. So head over to fourhangovers.com and use the promo code SMBFISH. For your 15% off. All right. We have no Indie Pond Spotlight because this is a special episode. This isn't a normal numbered episode. We actually have two episodes coming out this week. What up? Uh, and real quick, before we get into our two new beers, me and Lauren drank two beers last night while watching Game of Thrones. So the first one we drank was Hand of the Queen. Lauren, why don't you tell everyone about Hand of the Queen? What did you think of it? I liked it. So Hand of the Queen is a barley wine ale. And... I know Jay was saying he doesn't like barley wine. Not um, normally. Not normally, right? But this one is 10.7% alcohol by volume. And I know it was our favorite of the two that it we was. drank last and I, night. It was. And Jay, I hate barley wine. This thing drank like a smoked porter with a slight whiny hint at the end for like the and barley that's, wine. That sounds, intriguing. That's, that sounds intriguing. And I think that's okay. what gets you. It's at the end. It has this nice sweet taste at the end. It's so good. Very yeah, nice. That, that one was really good. And the other one we drank was the King in the North. This is Jon Snow. King of the North. I feel like this All is right. what Jon Snow would taste like. King Snow? Oh, oh. No, that's not right. King John? 
Nope, we'll get it. <laughs> uh, this is a barrel-aged imperial stout and is 11% alcohol by volume. And I got to say, uh, I am not a huge fan of barrel-aged mm. imperial stouts. They usually have that super hard alcoholic bite at the end. And that's like it, that's the that's your end flavor note. But I got to say with this, it is extremely well-balanced. It is super smoky. It's super thick, super dark. But it balances, it balances itself out have to have so it, well. It was yeah. a lot, though. Yeah. If- it, it's it, it's it's a little bit like your first sip will be a little rough, but like when you sit with it for a little while, it, it's definitely a sipper beer. But it's 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 good. It's not as good it's as well crafted. It, it is well crafted, but it's not as good as Hand of the Queen. But it's still it's still good. So I I mean I highly recommend it. We we bought the Royal Reserve pack, which <laughs> which came with these uh, four. And we bought um, it maybe what a year ago. <laughs> and we actually yeah. So that's another thing. These are aged. Uh, me and Lauren bought these way back in the beginning of the summer. And they've been sitting in a dark place in our house, so they're very cool. They're slightly aged, but like when you age, usually like a dark beer, you you age it for like a year, two years, stuff like that. But so they're slightly aged, I say. Uh, and the other two beers that we're going to be reviewing here right now is Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. It is six point four percent alcohol by volume, and this is a sour blonde ale mix which uh is is a little strange to me i've never you know i I, i'm not a huge sour ale fan to begin with so um i've actually had this one before me Mm -hmm. and lauren had the uh had the real big bottle of this and we drank it I think while watching our recap of Game of Thrones, we no, drank it? we we drank it because I bought. Oh, we got desperate. I bought, <laughs> yeah, I bought that because I didn't think we had it because I didn't realize our four pack was a four pack, and I didn't see that one, and I just bought it because I'm like, oh, it's Game yeah. of Thrones beer. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a just. A, I guess it was a dry spell in our house. We had nothing else to drink, so that's <laughs> what we went for. Right, right, right. All right, but uh, what does everyone think of, of this Queen of the Seven Kingdoms sour blonde ale blend? I certainly do not like it. It's no? two of my <laughs> least favorite kind of beers: sours and blondes, and it does taste like a mixture of both. I'll, now the yeah. end is what kills me more oh, than see? more oh. than the middle and the beginning because. It has that extra sour it taste has, that just right. lingers on my tongue, and I, and it just drives me nuts. So that's what really just kind of ruins it for me more than anything. It's is, a l- is that it's not just that the beer is balanced with the two marriages, which is okay. I get it. It is what it is. But the fact that it just it didn't leave my mouth right, it just stuck with me in that sour note. Now, did they make this beer? Obviously, it's a Cersei theme beer. This, this is Cersei. Is it because beer. one, she's blonde? Two, she sours fuck. Oh, probably. Oh, she, she's a bitter bitch. She is. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They should have. They should have gave her a triple uh, a triple IPA for how bitter she is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me, dude. I gotta be honest. As far as as far as I like blondes, number one. But as far as sours go, this is not crazy bad sour. This no. Is, uh, I think this not is, in the body, but at the, at the end for me, it does. I'm gonna be. This is a pretty nice blend. I would not reach for another one of these. I don't love this, but this is a a pretty decent blend. I do. I do like this. I do like what we're getting here. Um, it's my favorite out of the four that we is have. It? Okay. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, yeah. Talk about it. What do you think? I mean. Not a huge fan of sours, but right, what like what Dave said, it blends so nicely well, together. I you can do like deal that, with it. You like that belly flop that uh that that lime that that lime and sea salt goes that we get right, from right, right. Uh, Maniunk Brewery. So there is some sours that you some like. Some sours, right? Yeah. But the ones that are 
overly sour. I can't deal with this, but this one, I love it, and it's definitely my favorite out of the four. I think there's definitely some craft there. It's very well blended. I'm giving it a three out of five, Jay. Uh, I'm going to give it a two out of five. Lauren? Going to give it a four out of five. All right. Now, the other beer that we got here is the Mother of Dragons. Love the name. Dracarys. This, this is a smoked porter and Creek Ale blend. It is 6.6% alcohol by volume. And Jay, what do you think of this one, my well, friend? Well, it certainly looks like a porter. Um, doesn't taste quite like a porter. No. And it has a lot of sour notes notes to it and i'm i'm really shocked creek ale is sour yeah <laughs> it's another sour ah uh, yeah this is not much better than that last beer <laughs> <laughs> to right. be honest <laughs> i actually think this is much better than the last one it leaves my mouth better but at the same time it, it's it's not i don't know i don't like it Dude, it's a it's a misleading looking beer and then when i sip it i'm not enjoying it at all and it, no i thought the same thing as you jay i looked at it i'm like oh god suck it up suck it up and i took the drink and i'm like not what i expected because i expected something dark and heavy it's, it's and messing with me i expected yeah. a porter like it tastes I, like a sour yeah. Yeah. No, I taste the sour, too. They certainly are craftsmen over there at Omagong. And I got to say, it, it is not my favorite out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to if I had to rank these... I, I was going to say, rank the four. It'd be, it'd be Hand of the Queen, then King of the North, then Mother of Dragons, and then Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Okay. Um, but for, for me, for this one, this is not bad. It's not as good as some of the other ones, but it is certainly better than Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. And I'm going to be giving it a 3.5 out of 5. Um, I think they really, I, I think the smoky flavor of it really carries it through. And when the sour notes leave your tongue, I'm still left with those smoky notes, which is right. pretty nice. And I, I do, I do like it. And um, yeah, I don't think I could drink this again. This is not another beer that, like, it's like, you know, I'm not like Thor. I'm not smashing the right, right, right. Another! <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, I don't want another one. But, I'm enjoying my time with it here. Yes, I, yeah. I understand that. And I'm going to raise my grade a little bit higher. I'll go with 2.5 out of 5. All right. Lauren? I'm also going to give this one a 4 because I do like it. I like Queen of the Seven Kingdoms better than this, but this is definitely my second favorite one. All right. Fair enough. And me and Lauren have one more Omegang beer in the fridge, and it is For the Throne, which what I hear is if you're from Philadelphia, it's like the King Midas beer. The the it, It's like Midas Touch, which is um, a beer from Victory that they do. So are you going to drink it on the final episode? Nope. Or? No, we're going to drink next it next Sunday. week. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this actually, like me and Lauren probably have every single Omegang that has come out for Game of Thrones. Yeah, and we even, We've obviously not Omegon made it, but we even had the Game of Thrones wine that Game came out wine, for yeah. a while. Yeah. We have, we have, see, I married the right person, Jay. <laughs> you did. You know when I'm sick and obsessed with something, I'm I- I'm waiting for my girl. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you had that date on Sunday. We'll have to do that for the Patreon episode soon. <laughs> All right. So it is time. We've reviewed our beers. We, we we talked about the episode. And now we have to do our top five Game of Thrones moments of all time. And this is just us gushing as just huge fans. And we're hoping that people who are huge fans are listening to this and just gushing right along with us.
right, so we're here. We're going to talk about our favorite moments in Game of Thrones history. Okay, obviously, moments are more important in Game of Thrones than the actual episode itself. Right. But I want to just take a stab at this with both of you. Season 8, Episode 1, Winterfell. No moment of that is on any of your lists, is it? Mm, no. No. I didn't think so. Not and on mine I either. I kind of figured the rules was, or the rules were, favorite moments up until season eight. Nope. But nope. even still, Could have been I all don't of them. think there was really, I don't think there Nothing really was any. Nothing to become a favorite. Yeah. Good yeah. moment, sure. I would have allowed it. Or at least pivotal in the whole series Right, itself, right, right. You know? Yeah, I would have allowed one. But, I mean, to be honest, in, in my mind, it this was an extremely serviceable episode, but... It, it, it didn't have those moments. I think those moments are coming. Believe me. I think I will have one of my favorite moments in this in this final season. I think I think oh, one of, of my course. favorite moments yeah, will yeah, be there. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it just wasn't there in this episode, and, th- and and that makes sense. I mean, come on, we're we're just starting out. Our, our journey towards the end is just beginning. So I want to start off with Jay. Jay, what is your number five Game of Thrones moment? What are you gonna go? With? I think I'm just gonna. I'm gonna oddly go <laughs> with the t- the lineage of the show. So from like earlier on to more current ones, I think I'm gonna do it. And Jamie throwing um, Bran right from the window. I th- Quite the little climb, aren't you? How old are you, boy? Ten. Ten. The things I do for love. <laughs> I think okay. it just kickstarted the tone of the show, uh, the raunch of the show, the unsurprising. Right. It's it's the moment where we're like, oh, oh, we're doing incest. That's a thing. Yeah, and Guess and okay. just shoving him out the window right. just because his liner. You know, I'm, ending with the line, um, oh, what I do it for love, and I, he just pushes him, pushes I'm, him, and that's it, done. I'm sure when and this you grew premiered. up, you watch Bran and you saw this little kid throughout right. the episode, and then that happening is like. Holy shit! That just happened. I'm like, sure. Seriously? I'm sure there are people who like watched this episode, who may, let's say are more conservative, and were like, "That's a brother and sister doing it." I'm not watching an episode. <laughs> and then the brother just throwing a kid out the window. <laughs> yeah. But not, that's what made me actually want to watch. Still, <laughs> right. ironically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I because like, it had balls, you know, and he knew it was something different, and it was going to go and out we there. Eventually, and learned that that moment was n- not created by, but exploited by Littlefinger yeah. and Lysa to create the war yeah, that we luckily got. luckily that happened for this whole thing it, to begin. Exactly, and that's how our series kind of came to be almost. Um, yeah. It, this this uns, unspoken about love. It's a big deal. And the death, and uh, or the injury, I guess you can say. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it really kicked it off for me. Good choice. All right, Lauren, what is your number five? The death of Joffrey. <laughs> Your grace. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> He's choking. I'm the poor boy. <laughs> Idiots, help your king. Wait. Oh. It was magical for me. <laughs> was it everything you hoped it would be? It was everything because he bled from like his eyeballs. His face was purple and red. He was in pain. He choked on his so pigeon. So much pain. Choked on his pigeon pie, but it oh, wasn't me. <laughs> it was 
a good one for me because I remember jumping up because we were already dating at that point, obviously. Yeah. And I remember jumping up going, fuck yeah. And I posted on Facebook. Ha ha. And I, I, you know, I never do spoilers on Facebook, but my, I also say, don't go on social media if you haven't watched the most popular show out there. And I went on social media right away. It's like, fuck yeah, I'm glad you suffered, you little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and the and and like I think one of my favorite parts about his death was the way he looked at his mom, where it's like, do something. Yeah, <laughs> right? and, and it's like, and then he nope. points at his uncle. It's, it's him, and of course, him. Like we he later, died as a bitch. We later find out that, like, you know, while Tyrion was blamed for it, right. we find out from Jamie that, like. Nope, he had nothing to do with it. it nothing w- at all. It was Littlefinger and uh, Lady Tyrell, Queen of Thorns. Love it. The baddest old, like OG out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, I Lady I, Olana. I, I love Olana when she when she's sitting there with uh with Daenerys and she's like she's like oh righteousness is good you know yeah. but like. <laughs> I'm wearing black, bitch. I'm out for fucking yeah. vengeance. Like yep. that's what I'm here for. And, and and she she did not want her she did not want her granddaughter marry marry that. him. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I got to say, for my top five moments, I have some big like game changer moments. I would say on my list, but I have a lot of also like these little moments that happen right, right, that right. crack me up. A lot of them happen with Tyrion. I mentioned it a little bit. Shaga likes sexes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much his whole character yeah. is my favorite. Like, there's like little honestly, moments right. like that that happen. I don't even have them on my list because there's too many. There's I too many. I couldn't right, just right. put one. But this moment came from the Hound, actually. My, okay. my number five, and the Hound has some great moments. You know, fuck Cunt. the king's god. Fuck the city. <laughs> fuck the king. <laughs> and one of my favorite things the Hound's ever says, and he's like, "Fuck water, give me wine." <laughs> <laughs> I love the Hound. I love his character. I, 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 I love like this chip on his shoulder that he perpetually bears, even when he is building a sept and uh, Ian McShane is is waxing intellectual with him and stuff like that. The Hound still exists inside right. there. But the Hound has never been more the Hound when he was in the uh, Crossroads Tavern and he tells a Lannister <laughs> soldier that he's going to have to eat every fucking chicken in this place if he doesn't shut that cunt mouth of his. The man was hungry. He just wanted some chicken and this asshole was just pissing him off. You're a talker. Listening to talkers makes me thirsty. And hungry. Think I'll take two chickens. You don't seem to understand the situation. I understand that if any more words come pouring out your cunt mouth, I'm going to have to eat every fucking chicken in this room. You lived your life for the king. You're going to die for some chickens. Someone is. I fucking love this <laughs> moment because yeah, we talked about it before. Yeah, it, it is so good. It was one. It so was actually good. one of our drunk moments back when we did when we did drunk moments yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> and and. and <laughs> He talks about like you're a talker. <laughs> I don't like talkers. <laughs> and he reaches over and he drinks the guy's beer, and then he's telling him he's gonna eat every fucking chicken in that place. <laughs> and then he proceeds to fight fucking five of them off on his own, while Arya, why Aya takes on one. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was such a great scene, and it, and it really solidified the relationship between the Hound and Aya. And I, I, I absolutely love that. But I also love it because it is the, just the houndiest hound moment, and I do love that character. Jay, what's your number four, man? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. He's he's, he's building suspense. <laughs> no, this is just cliche. Don't give me, don't hate me. But like I said, um, these are moments that I think impacted me the most throughout the series. So, Baylor, Ned's death. Let the High Septon and Baylor the Blessed bear witness to what I say. Joffrey Baratheon is the one true heir to the Iron Throne. By the grace of all the gods, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms and protector of the realm. What is to be done with this traitor, Your Grace? My mother wishes me to let Lord Eddard join the Night's Watch. Stripped of all titles and powers, he would serve the realm in permanent exile. And my Lady Sansa has begged mercy for her father. But they have the soft hearts of women. So long as I am your king, Treason shall never go unpunished. Sir Illin, bring me his head. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah um, at the set I of mean, Baylor. Obviously, yeah. you know, you can just say it's too too easy to put the one to put on the list, but it's true. Once again, just like I said earlier on my number five, this one literally solidified what this show is capable of doing. No, it's a big and, deal. It's and, a, it's, it's a, it's a huge, huge deal, deal yeah. in, in the story of the show, right. but also for me, because you grow to love him. Right. But not just the story of the show. Character. It's the tone of the show that's set there, where it's like, you thought this was your hero. And you thought this show yeah. was going somewhere. You're right. You're yeah. going to follow him throughout the series, and that's right. not the case. Right. Even though his legend lives on, I mean, know? it was the same way um, in the books too. Like when I read the when when like I I had actually seen the first season before I read the first book, but like I when I was reading the book, I was like, maybe it's different, right? Like right. like like right, maybe, right, maybe right. in some way there's there's something there's no, some little spark the, that's no this it's very yeah the first season is very much the first book yeah no he dies in very much the same way but this it's, um it's so th- this shook me more than any of the others. Right. Um. So I mean, it's right. it's it's certainly one that I I it impacted me the most, and it it made me understand the scope and the and the potential. Right. Uh. No one's safe. Yeah. Yeah. No not one. At all. No one is right. safe. At all. And you never know what's going to happen. Right. And you, you, it's like a poker game. It like, was see, the moment just, that I realized this show is out to hurt people like me it's out, it's out. <laughs> that's just what it was it's out to find that tender and part of so your heart much and poke more at happened it. after yeah. that but yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 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 a big moment too because like it's it, it might also be one of the last moments that cersei's redeemable right because yeah cersei because she wanted to save want, him yeah yeah, yeah. she it, it, and it's, it's only because she didn't there was no need to kill Ned Stark in her mind. Sending right. him to the wall it was was enough. He's out of her way at that point. Right. Um, it, it's only her sick, sadistic, maniacal little piss ant of a son who, who eventually dies. Yeah, but those are the weak hearts of women. Right, <laughs> right, right. And he cuts his fucking head off with his own sword. That's what yeah. a lot of people forget. Like he didn't just get beheaded by an executioner's axe. It was ice. It was his right. own sword, which later gets made into Widow's Whale and Oathkeeper. But Jesus, man. Yeah. No, Jay. It was heavy. Deserves to be on their yeah. list. Yeah. On anyone's list. All right, Lauren, what is your number four? The Birth of the Dragons. Blood of my blood. 
So it was awesome because you see Daenerys walking into the fire. Obviously, she's already put her eggs around uh, Drogo's body. Yeah, well, she was taking with her. She, I mean, she did not expect to walk out of no, this No, no, no. I think she, she was, was just like, I'm done with this. Like, yeah, This done. is my He's, number three. I just, yeah. I'm just going to say it right now. Okay. But okay, since we but yeah, talk about it, it was yeah. at that point he she was not like, on my list. I've never liked the narrative. He's sorry. dead. Here's, <laughs> but again, my this dragon was egg. a shock, right? Because yeah. you didn't know that this was even possible or capable, and yeah. and, and right. This and was, then again, once the fire and the smoke clears the next day, but technically there she is with, it's, and it's, then her little dragon heads pop out. It's not the birth of the dragons. Horrible. It's really the birth of. The mother of dragons. The, the mother birth, of dragons, the bir- right? The birth of of the unburnt. It was. Like, it, it's the birth of two of her titles. Right, number one, but secondly, like she. We we already know. Almost she can, like a new creature. She can take heat. Sure. She, yeah. yeah, we've seen little moments where she, you know, touched. She goes into that hot bath and. Right. right. Um, she holds. I can't remember exactly what it was, but her uh, servant girl held something and it burned her hand but not Daenerys hand I can't remember uh, oh oh it was the um I want to say it was the it was the the water that was being heated up for the bath yeah it was like a kettle yeah it was like a yeah maybe that's yeah. what it was and, and she tells her Khaleesi you'll burn and she gets inside right the right, water right, right, she, right right yeah uh, right for, for me like this moment means so much because it is it was the death of the naive girl that she right was. She, the, the naive girl who trusted the witch who who told her that only death could pay who for life? Who burned yeah. with them? Right? And we we later learned from John when she goes. So who told you you couldn't have children? The witch who murdered my husband. Yeah, right. Have you ever considered that that was not yeah. a reliable yeah. source? But <laughs> this was the moment because at this point, yeah, whatever. Like she was just another character to me. But at this point, I'm like, to me, she love was, her after she, that. To me, she was like, oh, she looks good naked. And then when, when well, after this moment, I go, oh, she's something more. Like there's a yeah. big deal. See, this this also, like I I didn't know how to really incorporate this because I tried to explain it to I think day before the previous scene when she's getting railed from behind having sex with her husband. It wasn't the previous scene. It was Pre- a couple episodes no, before I mean, it. Right, but it's such a subtle, quick thing. Right at the beginning, uh, right at the end of the episode, she's she's not liking it, and then all of a sudden you see this sly smile. She knows what she was doing. She was in control the whole time. She was trying to get impregnated by the dragons. It was like the whole witch spell. And and that's what I swear to God, if you rewatch it, you would see it. Yes. I don't know. We, Jay, we I just rewatched I, we, we just rewatched, we rewatched the it. series. She didn't know what she, she was, learns to take yeah. control. At the very end. No, I know not that one. But she, when it was the doggy stop position one. Nope. That one. I don't and know. And you see in her face Jay, at the very, that. very end, she yeah. smiles. Jay, you just want a woman to smile while you rape her. This is apparently stop. what you're saying. No, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I'm pretty Another sure she was saw it too. I, I remember in years fear, ago I talked she, about it. Jay, Jay, can we just go with the woman here who who can understand a woman's thoughts? during sex the smile while being railed from behind it was not there but that's what i thought was so <laughs> I genius i don't I, remember that i i thought that was what was so smart i thought because i thought she knew what she was doing she she thought you know you thought that she was um just getting raped but she did it no by no choice she, was, she was totally just because getting she raped. knew that she was going to give birth or get impregnated Jay, by the s- dragon stop let this go she was totally just getting raped. i don't know why i thought that she even mentions that she gets raped the first time she's met John. Jay, like, you're, Jay you're six foot nine, yeah. right? You're six nine, six eight. Six eight. Yeah, sorry. 
You're, you're, your hole is six foot seven deep. You're running out of breath. Stop. <laughs> I just really think I was right. I, Stop. I really thought no, I was. You, Stop you digging your not. hole. It's almost over your head. I'm sorry. My Date number. It. My number four. <laughs> Brand in the tower uh, of joy. Now this oh. is not Brand being thrown out of the tower. This is the first time we've learned that Brand could possibly affect the past. Where's my sister? I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. And now it begins. No. Now it ends. Bran goes and watches the battle between his father, Ned Stark, and the Sword of the Morning. And uh, learns some things about that battle that he didn't know before. Right. He always thought that his father bested Sir Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning. And he learns that his father didn't stand a chance. Yeah. His father only won because Howland Reed, who was taken out early on yep. in that battle. Stabbed him in the back. Stabbed him in the back. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that Ned wasn't willing to die an honorable death. He was. Mm-hmm. But Howland stole that horrible death from him and gave him life and allowed him to ascend the tower of joy where we learn that Lyanna Stark gave birth to a child. She died during that childbirth and she made Ned give her a promise. And it's it's really the first confirmation that we have, even though as fans, we pretty much already sussed it out at that point. Right, right. But we knew that John was- But they were finally telling us- Right. That we were right. Right. But we but it's not only just, just that moment and seeing young Ned and stuff during Robert's Rebellion. It's that moment that he goes, Father, and he turns. Like mm-hmm. right, Ned turns. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. then when he comes out of that dream, he looks at the three eyed raven, Max von Sydow, and he's like, He heard me. Like he he right, looked right. and he goes, and he was like, No, it was the just wind. the wind. Nothing it was just more. the wind, right. And it's like, No, he heard me. And like it, it's the first idea that we have that Bran can affect the past. Of course, later on, we get another scene with Hodor where we find out, no, Bran totally can not only affect the past, but, but fuck, fuck it, it. irrevocably. Yep. <laughs> he could just fuck that shit up if he wants yep. to. Uh, and it's super powerful, too, because we hear a lot about Robert's Rebellion. We hear a lot about Ned Stark. We hear a lot about Howland Reed because... Bran's traveling with his children, Mira and Jojen, are both Reeds. They are the daughter and son of Howland Reed. He's a big, major character in the books, a mysterious character at that, and it's the first time we get to see him, and uh, I just, I absolutely love that scene because it means a lot to the greater story, and uh, we still don't even know the ramifications of this scene to this day. We don't know how Bran will continue to affect the past, should he need to. Bran is the Night King. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, you already said your number three. I did, I did, I did. It was Daenerys born (laughs) in the dragons. Lauren, what's your number three? My number three is not Battle of the Bastards, but is a part of... After Battle of the Bastards, it's not when oh I know what it it's is. not when one one breaks down the doors. It's not even when John easily deflects arrows being shot at him. Well, or- first off, that's not the best one one scene. The best one one scene is when the wildlings take Castle Black away when John before anyway. John's resurrected, and one one grabs that one guy who puts an arrow <laughs> on his back and, and just like- smashes his head against the wall. <laughs> yeah. That's the best one one scene. But yeah, it's not even. <laughs> Any of his scenes, it's not even when John beats 
the living hell out of Ramsey. But it's when the Winterfell flags finally and the banners finally fall because that is the first time I'm like, fucking finally, I was able to breathe. You suggested one-on-one combat, didn't you? I've reconsidered. I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. Because, goosebumps a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I was emotional. I cried because finally. Well, just for your vindication, the Starks won something. The next episode, when they do the the opening credits, it's no longer the Bolton flayed man. Right. It is the Stark. It's the Stark. Direwolf right. on yeah. on 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 the uh, on the main hall. Like right. it's that. So like it, the Starks didn't like they took back Winterfell there and. Yeah, the flags falling is the symbolism of the Starks' rise. That they won. They took over what was their home. And it, oh my gosh, if I was emotional. It's just like we're back, a a dinosaur tail. Like, we're back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of emotions there because finally, because we saw Ned die. We saw um, Rob, Rob, Catelyn die. We saw Everyone died. Rickon, even. Rickon died? Yeah. We saw so many Starks died, and they finally got a fucking win. Yeah. Finally. as much as everyone would like to say that Jon Snow got that win. It was not Jon Snow. Jon Snow did not get that win. Sansa. Sansa. Sansa got that win. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is why she's Lady of Winterfell. Uh, And yeah, I absolutely love that scene. Uh, Just all Battle of the Bastards. It was Battle of the Bastards still may be my favorite episode, period. Yeah. But might the, be, yeah. But the moments that that are in it, I don't think any of them stand out. I mean, I think you're right. Like that is a standout. Moment. That was a good That's call. An amazing moment. That was a good call. Um, yeah. Almost as amazing as you know, Sansa reclaiming herself as a person. Sansa reclaiming her name. Sansa reclaiming her home. And, and as a leader, re- that was, and claiming her vengeance. It was on my top. It's wow. definitely honorable mention. The loyal beasts. You said yourself, you haven't fed them you for seven fed days. Them. Initially, yep. that's what I thought Lauren was going to say. But. <laughs> no, <laughs> I almost did. You know what? Vengeance isn't as sweet as the as the result. You know what I mean? Like that's the, the result was what mattered. It, right? Sure. They, they they didn't have to get vengeance against yeah, him. The, the emotion of it all. Oh yeah. no, they totally needed to get vengeance <laughs> against him. All right, it was awful. My number three. I wish I had enough poison for the whole pack of you. <laughs> Tyrion's confession. I'm guilty of being a dwarf. You are not on trial for being a dwarf. Oh. I've been on trial for that my entire life. Have you nothing to say in your defense? Nothing but this. I did not do it. I did not kill Joffrey, but I wish that I had. 
watching your vicious bastard die gave me more relief than a thousand lying whores. I wish I was the monster you think I am. I wish I had enough poison for the whole pack of you. I would gladly give my life to watch you all swallow it. Zamarin! Zamarin! Escort the prisoner back to his cell. I will not give my life for Joffrey's murder, and I know I'll get no justice here, so I will let the gods decide my fate. I demand a trial by combat. I totally forgot about that until we that rewatched it. It was so great. Good. I'm guilty, not of murder, but of being a dwarf. You're not on <laughs> trial for being a dwarf. Oh, but I've been on trial my entire life. Oh my gosh! Love it that was whole so good. moment. I did not Fuck, kill him, I- but I wish I had enough poison for the whole pack of you. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> that was love my favorite part. That. Moment, that speech, yeah. that yeah. like just the way he, he won an Emmy, I think, from that speech. It's delivered <laughs> is just so good because it, it you it, feel it, you feel it, you know, right? It's you just understand years it. and years. Why should I spend years my, of abuse? Why should I spend my life at the wall? Why should I be punished for this? Fuck that trial right. by combat. I've won that before, right? Yeah, <laughs> I've done it before. Didn't go his way this <laughs> second time around. <laughs> You raped her. You murdered her. You killed her. Oh, you're dying. No, no, no. You cannot die yet. You have to confess. But it, it leads to that. But just that moment of Tyrion and like the 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 way he delivers it, like through his teeth with just anger and pain and just all of it. It's it's that moment that Tyrion just says, "Fuck it. I I can't win." their way i can't play their game anymore i played it i'm here and he wasn't going to allow them to tell him what he needs to do i need to i need to to read remake the game i need to do the game another way and and that was his way now it it doesn't pan out for him per se but eventually it does you know and he lived and he lived, but he's he's doing all right. That moment was just so. It was so good. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. So I guess I'm gonna have to put down my honorable mentions, of course, because yeah. I forgot all about that. Oh, how great. could you? I was so good. It, it, so good. It is just the best Tyrion moment. Period. All right, Jay, we're over to you for your number two, man. Red wedding. Lord Walder, Lord Walder, enough. Let it end, please. He is my son, my first son. Let him go, and I swear we will forget this. I swear it by the old gods and you. We will take no vengeance. You already swore me one oath right here in my castle. You swore by all the gods your son would marry my daughter. Take me for a hostage. But let Rob go. Rob, get up. Get up and walk out. Please. Please. And why would I let him do that? On my honor as a Tullich, on my honor as a Stark, let him go, or I will cut your wife's throat. I'll find another. Mother. The Lannisters send their regards. 
Yeah, that's another uh, another big surprise. Um, you know, you're you're emotionally invested with this family, and you know their their slaughter. Always at the knew. very end. You always know it's coming. Was utterly breathtaking because you couldn't. You you were if you're a book floored, read, if you're, you're a floored. book reader you expect it because Rob Stark never has uh, his own chapter right he never has a point of view chapter oh okay Catelyn Stark is the one with the point of view chapters that it's with okay. him so you always knew that Rob was not meant for that world I think Catelyn dying was the was the big surprise of that right um, that's the one that really got me that's the one that really made me surprised more than anything and, and stuck with me to this day is because her death. Um, I th- I really thought we needed her throughout the rest of the series. I th- I that's where well, uh, again it was Jay, another for book shock. readers. We in still the book, have her. She's a huge part in the books. She's still right? around. She's I Lady read the books. So she's I'm talking about the series. She's Lady <laughs> she's Lady Stoneheart in the book. She takes Beric Dondarrion's place as the head of the uh, Brotherhood Without Banners. So. Um, See, and I don't know how to. Has sworn, I don't know how to process that. She has sworn. <laughs> she has sworn <laughs> vengeance. You're speaking gibberish right yeah. now to me. I don't know. In her death, she has sworn vengeance against all Freys and Lannisters. So, oh, understandable. Uh, yeah, but, understandable. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So for me, that moment that was tough. That was really tough because it's again, not Rob's death. It's, it's another. It's not Jane it's Westerling's death. Wolf's death. It's, 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 it's not another, even the Wolf's death. But it's also oh, another stoic so parent figure that you 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 grow through the series right. with and and you admire. No, it's Catelyn's death when she's holding Frey's wife and she's like, you know, let him go and I'll let her go. And Frey's like, ha, I'll find <laughs> I'll, another yeah, one. Yeah, I'll just get another one. And she slits her throat and Rob is killed and she slits her throat through those tears and yeah. like her cry is just oh, it's horrifying it's, yeah. it's just horrifying and then they just end the episode in silence horrifying for like 30 seconds and they start playing the reins of Castamere, and i'm like oh you fuckers it, it it's another one i guess you could say yeah. it just i love a good ending yeah and um what's the, it, and it, it's it, another one that just really nailed me <laughs> it begins with that moment where she grabs like she grabs bolton's arm and right. she feels the chainmail under, and she flips his tunic over at his wrist and sees the chainmail, and it's like, "What are you at? Like, wh- yeah, why are you wearing that?" But she tonight? gets. But she, right. and me, Catelyn is so smart, and she is she's so politically minded yep. that she gets it. She immediately. knows immediately, and she stands up. She goes, "Rob, walk out, leave now," and he doesn't. And just like good old Rob, he doesn't listen to his mom. No. Because he fucking Fucker. went off and married Jane Westerling, and yeah, ugh, <sighs> fucked up. Heartbreaking. Everything. Lauren, what's your number two? So, Battle of the Bastards is a great episode. It's probably my second favorite, but my first favorite is Hard Home. All right, well, you can stop right here. This is my number two. Okay, as well, but I chose just a specific scene. I don't know what you chose, but I chose a specific. Specific I like scene. to refer to this scene as as the ringing bell. Okay, and maybe it's, it's the same Valerian scene. steel yes. ringing against because ice. we all knew Dragon Glass killed the Walkers, mm-hmm. and then we see the the uh, White Walker. He's I can't remember the the uh wildlands name that he was battling but not even battling he took him out in like he was a thin he was a yeah yeah yeah. so he's battling the thin takes him out in two seconds he fucking slices his sword with his 
also Jon Snow fighting with the Then who refused to join him. Right, 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 right. 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 So they're they go back to grab the dragon glass. After that shit burns down, they're like, "All right, we gotta go." The Then fights him, easily gets killed. Like I said, the White Walker slashes right through his sword like glass, and then now the uh, White Walker is battling John. John pulls out his sword. Ding! Loses it. But he no, he loses it. They fight through the fire You're right. first. At first they lose it, and then he... But- There's that moment that John gets hit from the hilt of that guy's right. longsword, right, right, right. and he falls to the ground, and he can barely breathe, and he's crawling to Longclaw right. outside, and the guy walks through the burning wreckage. He drops down the other side. And he pulls up Longclaw. John and- gets Longclaw, and they their swords... Ting! Yeah, and it's like... Holy shit. Right. Game changer. Because before that, John actually picked up someone else's sword that right. shattered right, right, right. immediately. So when he picked up Longclaw, it was almost like a last ditch effort. It's like, yeah, yeah. this is going to break too, it's but just you know, instinct. whatever. Whatever, right. Ting! And you're like, what the Holy fuck? fuck? He did a great job. With and then he the, ends up killing the yeah, Nightwalker in yeah. like moments. Just orchestrating that moment seconds. for us, the viewer, too. It was really cool. Yeah. So for me, Hard Home is that moment, but it's also like, I, I take it further See, with one one jumping into the water, right, right, throwing right. walkers See, off and of himself. It's and my favorite because it involves zombies. I yeah. love zombies and the love whole, Jon Snow. Now still, we're combining them to this day. I mean, Battle of the Bastards is great. Hard Home is fantastic. Yeah, and you know, we get that scene of just Jon, and he's on the water and. There's quiet no, stillness yeah there's no score it's water lapping against the side of a canoe yeah. like it's just fuck yeah and they all just just floating away the night king's just like rise up but even better than that like the night king doesn't do that to, well, he's actually egging him on i think right he, he yeah he's like he stares yeah, he's like at staring John's, at you him like dude this is what i've got like, do something what do you've got no, yeah i think he stares at john snow because i think that was the night king's first realization of like a king, not just who Jon Snow <laughs> but we is, actually have but like what Jon Snow means to the Night King. I think John, I, I think he saw Jon Snow, and he knows that Jon Snow is not another man. He's something right, different. Right, right. Maybe he is Azura High. I'm not willing to say that yet, but maybe he is, and maybe the Night King recognized that in him. And at that moment, Perhaps. he had to show him what he got. But it also, might the- be the first person that was able to have. That sword that could actually right. play him. And I think now the Night King's know. like, fuck, man. Now I have to actually battle I'm going to have to work. Yeah, now yeah. I actually have to work right. at this. Yeah, it's a fa- fantastic moment. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic yeah, scene. But yeah, I think I think of that episode, as much as I love the Night King at the end of the dock, raising the dead, I think the, the bigger shocker is that Valyrian steel is the key. Um, because it's pretty much shaped how we think about the rest of the series. Even Sam says, how many Valyrian swords that are yeah, left in the Seven Kingdoms? Yeah, because now we're all counting where they're where all are, at. Where are they all at? <laughs> we, we, we know that Jamie has Widow's Whale. We know that Brienne has Oathkeeper. We know that Sam has his... Has close the to one the train, we know right? Arya has a sword. Has the, the little the dagger. knife. The, knife. the dagger, yeah. The cat's ball dagger, yeah. So, oh, Jay, we're here. Are we at mine? Number one. We're yeah. at number one. But before we do that, any any honorable mentions you want to mention? Oh, man? boy. Um, well, we mentioned a couple already. Um, and obviously, that, that episode, that scene, obviously, was one of mine as well. Our old gal, Olena Tyrell. Yeah. OG. And her last 
speaking lines, I guess you'd say, before her death. My yep, favorite moment of I that agree. is really good. Is it quick? It's quick and it's painless. And she grabs it and she oh. Yeah. <laughs> she She's like, oh, I would hate to die like she your son, like Joffrey. <laughs> She's she just like, oh. She, she gets it. She <laughs> gets up? it. And she knows this is her time. And then Over the like, teeth and through yeah. the gums and look out <laughs> death, here I come. <laughs> But it's also a heart moment for Jamie, where it's like he's not as vengeful as as Cersei. Cersei right. would have preferred to drag her through the street naked, whipped, right. and shame, yeah. shame, shame. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's what Cersei wanted to do with her. And Jamie's just like, isn't death enough? Like, isn't sure. that enough? Well, he's also a warrior. He gets it. He knows. He understands honor. He understands. He wants to understand. He understands death too. I don't even want to and say honor. he wants to understand. Everyone has always gotten Jamie wrong, and th- we'll save that. Jay, do you have any other honorable mentions? I know you mentioned, you know, Tyrion's confession, which oh, is a big one, and 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 of course Jamie's um, hot tub. Oh, oh, that's on that's on my that's honorable on mentions. That, that list, scene, right? that scene um, again, which stemmed from episode one for right. me, turned the tide for what, for my viewpoint with you know, Jamie. What and, did the Mad King say? And it, the same thing he had been saying for hours: uh, burn them all. You know, like to to Jamie. Jamie it, it redeemed. He's one of my. He, he actually is one of my favorite characters. In the books, you learn um, more about for his scope of his character. In the books, arc. you learn more about what it's like to be a knight, what it means to be a knight, and right. you and you you have to you have to protect the weak and and uphold honor, and to learn that you're king. But as a king's guard, he's also a knight that's sworn to protect the king. But what do you do when your king wants to hurt the little people who you're mm-hmm. sworn to protect? Sure. So in his mind. While it's also selfish to kill the Mad King, it's also necessary to protect the. the well, he was also going to kill his father, right? As well, so it's it's a tough position. And 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 when you're a man of honor, what do you choose? Like, which oath do you stick to? Right. Which is why the sword is called Oathkeeper, because what oath do you behold? And in Jamie's mind, it's you behold the one that does the greatest good, and, and that's what he feels is was what is right. And also when he left Cersei, right? But he's also an asshole. I mean, he's also a dick. So well, his, sure. his 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 he his, grew up being that way. It's right. always going to be in him. Somehow. But his progression <laughs> of honor was always about filling that book with his great deeds. Yeah, and but after all this time, we finally got. I still him think broken down as a person. I still and think confessing the story, the story of yeah. why he's dubbed the Kingslayer. Yeah. Right. right, and, and I, then when she catches him and yells out the Kingslayer, yeah. help, help! And he's like, that's not my, my name. name. Is Jamie? My name is Jamie. Right, right. it's his it, first moment of reclaiming great who scene. he is. I it mean, is it was like a four minute long one take or something. I don't yeah. know what it was, but it was a great, great scene. It always stuck with me. And the body double Rian has a pretty nice butt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, like, I I do think that like Jamie will probably die before the series ends and people will fill someone will fill that in the book. arms of his lover right who who knows who that is Brienne um, <laughs> and it, Tyrion will fill the book with his good deeds that's I can see that that's yeah. because you remember the, the the scene where where and he knows him he where knows Jamie, his where, where, where Jamie has a very small page in the book and you know uh, Joffrey kind of mocks him and he's like and, and, you know, he says like, "Where's all your good deeds, uh, where's, Uncle? Where's all your pages at, Uncle?" He's like, "There's still time." He's like, "For prick. a forty-year-old knight, there's still time." Uh, that's uh, that's an extremely awesome honorable mention. I think it's it's true. Yeah, Lauren, any honorable mentions? Anything? Any I, moment that you didn't? Fit I on had your a list? few that I took out, put in, took out, put in. Arya and Brienne. Uh, fighting each other That's when a, she comes back to Winterfell. And also on my honorable mention. It was great one. so yeah. good yeah. because at first Bran was 
overpowering her. I love the way that fight starts where it's like where Brienne is fighting Pod and he's like, you know, he's like, well, what should I do? Never fight someone like her to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great. Yeah, it's true. Don't even the hound learned. Don't fight her. Right. Because she's proved that while she wants to be a knight or will fight like a knight. She'll also fight to win. She fights yep. dirty. She, she, she. In the books, she beats. Um, because that's how you win. That's right. how you don't die. Right. You right. know, she, when you're in war and fighting battles and shit. She, she, Loras Tyrell. She beats him by taking him to the ground and pummeling the shit out right. of him. Uh, right. And then you know she everything she's ever won. She has not won in the knight's way. She's won in a melee in like a in a fisticuffs in a, right, in right, a right. damn dirty way because she's she's a lady. Who has to stoop to their level? Yep, <laughs> and I love that. It's a but, awful, awesome scene. But there is also Daenerys and her dragons saving John and everyone who went out to find a uh, a wit to bring to King's Landing. She saved all of them. We lost a the dragon, then we got a new dragon. And of course, John got to learn that Benjamin was still alive. That's why Uncle yeah, Benjamin's and then we boss. saw Uncle Benjamin one final time, <laughs> and then there was uh, Daenerys taking on King's uh, the Lannister army. Yeah, with the Dothraki, so. she burns them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, my honorable mentions: Tyrion releases Viserion and Rhaegal. Okay, yeah. When when he goes down there to release them, and he tells the story of his name day, and he's <laughs> like, and I told them, I told my uncle, all I wanted was a dragon. It didn't have to be a big dragon. It could have been a little one, like me, like and me. everyone laughed at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another honorable mention is Rob and Catelyn Stark at the Red right. Wedding, which we mentioned. Uh, another honorable mention is Daenerys burns the masters and frees the Unsullied. Yeah, it was mm. a good one. Sure. I love the back and forth through that entire episode where she pretended not to speak High Valyrian. Yeah. The entire episode. Yeah. And then pretty much lets on at the end that like, I know everything you said. Every time you called me slut. Every time you called me whore. Every time you called me this. Every time you called me that. I knew what you were saying. Dracarys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <And> motherfucker <laughs> burns. And she drops the whip. Uh Another honorable mention was Bran gets pushed out of the tower, which Jay had. And my final honorable mention, which I I, I don't know how you guys don't love this scene as much as I do. It is the Viper versus the Mountain. (sighs) You raped her. You murdered her. I think that's You killed her children. Confess. I think it's a funny scene. I love No, 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 no. You cannot die. You must confess. And what did Braun say just before he went into that fight? Sure, maybe I can dance around, tire him enough to get him off his feet. But one mistake, yep. one misstep, and I'm a dead man. Yep, and he got careless, and he got careless, he and just fucking killed him. Yeah, fuck. Oberyn went down, man. Oberyn down, down and exploded. But hey, it's, brains all over the it's place. It's such a big scene that even when Bud Light did their Bud Night commercial, <laughs> that's how Bud Night goes out to yeah. getting his face smashed in like Oberyn. And like his his head was, dude, it was like Gallagher with a yeah. mallet. There was a splash zone to that. Yeah. <sighs> that was something. It was something. I, and like then I, I gotta rewatch you, that. You saw everyone's <laughs> Everyone's reaction. You raped to her. It. You murdered her. You killed her. You saw children. everyone's different reaction. Cersei's like, fuck yeah. And Tyrant's like, 
what what the fuck i just what love did you it do? also pedro pasquale me and jay will talk about this in our in our news episode and like our, our like current Star events episodes related it he is the Mandalorian, motherfucker. <laughs> like, not only is he Oberyn Martell, one of the one of the most badass people in the Game of Thrones story, but he is also now the Mandalorian. So he he gets extra props just for that. <laughs> He's a great actor, Jay. Number one, baby. What you got? It's the Battle of the Bastards. Um, now because it is probably one of my favorite episodes. Um, my moment. Is that classic scene of John being stoic and taking on the whole troops riding right towards him? Yeah. I mean, I probably didn't breathe yeah. for the last, like a whole minute straight. I mean, it was also another whole, another dumb move by John. Don't do what he expects you to yeah. do. No, of course. And John did yeah. what yeah. Ramsey expected him to do. And I just couldn't see how that was going to out the outcome of that. But not just that, right after it all. I mean, it was so well choreographed and shot. I mean, it was dirty and messy and authentic and beautiful and and just as realistic as it gets. The the piles of people just getting like slaughtered over top of him, and he's suffocating, almost going to die from the layers of bodies over the top director right. even said like it was such I, a well done yeah it was a scene where moment. like oh god I, mean, I can't take this anymore uh, and then he like reaches out the yeah. director wanted to the show directionless too that, you don't know like, who's who you're trying to like, right you don't know if he's a good guy or bad guy like people are probably just waving their, their swords around like crazy the right. director wanted to show that like medieval battles like that were 80 percent luck skill yeah. plays a part but Luck is a big deal. Like, there's moments sure. where John's about to be cut down, and a horse, like, T-bones the horse that's about to cut him down. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and John is at the bottom of the pile of bodies where other men are suffocating. He has to crawl and fight yeah. his way to yeah. the top. And they lose. They lost that battle because they, they let go of their going, battle plan. Yep, they were going to But that moment with his all, character... Yeah. And just the way it was directed and shot, and that that battle leading right after that, but yeah, that um, was that, so impressive because I've never saw that kind of authenticity, that, that moment, kind of realism before. For me, the screen. moment is unstrapping the belt that holds Longclaw, the sheath and stuff, and and drawing the sword from it, dropping the belt to the ground, and yeah. just holding that that yeah. his sword is not a long sword; it's a bastard sword. It's a half sword. Right. And, and he's holding it, and, and the, just, they're just oh, good on that. Just, hold, on just holding it, letting us just marinate in that moment but it's that moment where you're like oh my god i just watched Jon snow die three or four episodes ago (laughs) and he's about to get run down again about to happen again yeah and then all the wildlings and whatever's left of a northern resistance from just watching the series there's a very good chance he might die. He's probably like, you, going yeah, to you, die, you, right? You just, you and of course, know. just before that, he told Melvisandra, if I die, don't bring me back. Yeah. So it was going to be a very permanent death if it happened there. And for us watching it for the first time, sure. my breath was like... <sighs> it was hard. Held. Yeah. 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 It's a good one. It's a good one, Jay. Lauren, you're number one. So my number one is not only the ending of season six, but the beginning of season seven, the death of Walter Frey by Arya Stark, and then the death, all the phrase, fuck yeah, Arya's the best. <laughs> Hold the phone. My number one, too. Get the fuck out. Oh, my goodness. Look tell them. This. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. Tell them winter came for House Frey. It's the best line of the series. Oh, my gosh. It was be. awesome because, obviously, the start- she's in there, and she's 
not wearing her face. She's wearing a different face. And he like slaps her ass. Are you one of mine? No, I didn't think so. And give me, where are my sons? Where are they? As he's eating this pie. Oh, but they're here with you, sir. They're already here with you. And then she's like talking about how she's cutting up her sons or his sons. And and we see an ear and a thumb in yeah. the pie. Like, And he's like, motherfucker and you gotta brown the butter <laughs> you yeah. give you've got to brown the butter <laughs> if that's huh. one thing we heard about i didn't think learned. about that you've been making pies one or two <laughs> 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 love that scene but oh she's God. like sweeney todd or something but, but yeah but for me yeah. more than that it, it was it was the the season seven episode one yeah because it starts off right. with walter frey you're like oh this is didn't like, i just see him die yeah, yeah this like, is totally like a uh before right his but death you should have then- rooted out all of them, the whole pack, roots and stem, and they yeah. all start choking. And she starts and talking, blood and starts you're like, out. "Motherfucker, yep. that's Arya." She his pulls, face. she pulls off her face, and that <sighs> that that servant girl is looking. She even tells Walter Frey's new wife, "Not for you," you know, yeah, the yeah, wine's yeah, yeah, not yeah. for women. And when she pulls off that face, and the girls are all looking at her, you tell them when they ask what happened here. That winter, winter came. came for House Frey. Oh, it was so good. Was so great. redeeming. Because it's the first It's big, another mic drop moment, too. It's, for it me. is. Yeah, yeah it's just, a big episode after Arya, you know, became mm. the faceless man after she left that whole thing. And this is her It's also first, s- symbolic of the yeah. power really of well that House Stark is rising. It's, yep. it's defeating its em- enemies in the new ways that they've learned to fight, sure, right? Sure, like, sure. like uh, you, you have the military leader in John. You have the political leader in Sansa. Sure. You have the assassin, and you have your in, assassin. Yeah, I, your dirty little deed God. doer. And then you have Bran, who face. just knows everything. I know, but just it, it was, it was that line. It was that line, and that that line of like you know that that winter has come for House Frey. It reminds me of. Of everything, you know, the North remembers, right? Like the, the 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 saying of the North, and winter is coming. But also the the line that in winter we must protect ourselves, look after one another. When the snow falls and the wind and the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. And that's what Ned told his kids, that's and that's what Arya and Sansa yeah. say to each other once they finally have that moment where you're like, right? It's that moment they that are finally. It's, on the same side. Arya spent so much time being no one. Right. That when the opportunity comes to be a Stark again. She's going to do it. She's she can't going, help but see right. it. And as much as she is still no one, she is she is a Stark. She is a Stark. Yep. And it, it comes right up to this moment in, in, season, in season eight, episode one, where she whispers to John, don't you forget that. Yep. Like she didn't forget it. She spent however many years, four seasons away oh, yeah. from from even Westeros itself. And she didn't forget who she was. She saved Needle. She saved all this stuff of herself. And when she got back and she had the opportunity to strike another name off of well, her she's list. She's done this all for the family. She took yeah. it. And also Walter Frey is one of my favorite characters in the entire <laughs> 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 He is very stereotypical. That you'd expect from somebody yeah. in that era. I lo- God damn To be it. acting. He's like, you wouldn't even be standing here if I didn't squirt you into your mother's <laughs> belly. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, man. But really, he was the authentic. Like that's how kings were back then. Yeah, he you was know? just he was just an authentic villain, right? Like he's sure. he he was very much a little bit more comedic, but he was very much like the <laughs> he was very much like the emperor from Star Wars. Sure. Like he was <laughs> just this old curmudgeon of a man. Yeah, yeah. You and your family never paid me respect before. Like his laugh is so good, uh, uh, so that that's it, man. That does it. That is yeah. our top five moments of of Game of Thrones history. Beautiful episode. This is a long love episode, a lot but of fun. we made this episode because we love the series. That's why we made themed cocktails for it. It's why we drank Game of Thrones beer. It's why we broke down it's the honor of the series. Yeah. Right. All right. We, we we broke down season eight, episode one, in such detail because that's the way we watched it. We watched it with this not just critical eye, but like this fan's eye. Where yeah, we won't be doing this every everything. week, everybody. No, no. Um, but we will probably be giving brief you know recaps recaps even or, spoiler or, free stuff but or um just viewpoints of what how the show's going along it was just it, it just felt necessary for for me and you who have spent and and my oh, yeah. and, and lauren who have oh, yeah. spent who have spent these past and i think most of our listeners nine too. years ten years almost with this series it's it was just fucking necessary and we had to get this out it is our our final special cocktail before we get into movie cocktail season two so I hope that you Game of Thrones fans have enjoyed this episode. I know if you don't watch Game of Thrones, then you probably didn't even listen to this episode. But we also want to hear from you guys. We want your we want your house cocktails. So mm. any house that we didn't do, send us a cocktail recipe for it. Me and Jay will make it. We'll review it. And we will figure out who is the winner of our contest. And then we also want to hear your top moments like your top moment like just your favorite moment in game of thrones history what was it reach out to us on twitter at super movie pod reach out to jay on facebook super movie brothers podcast on there uh we also you know we drank a lot tonight we're gonna need some blowfish for the morning so make sure that if you drank a lot while watching game of thrones or just trying to drink along with us you go to fourhangovers.com promo code smb fish get your 15 percent off we are part of a network we are part of the podfix network so head over to podfixnetwork.com and you can check out all of our cocktails on there once we post these cocktails on twitter these recipes will also go up on podfixnetwork.com so you can check them out there i want to thank all of you guys for listening have a great night and the north remembers Cheers. Caris.